Let's get started. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Do not attempt to adjust your down. Transmit live. Yo, let's get down to business. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Right. the underground world, every street and world. You may learn something. You are now listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience with Chico, Simon, Kamar, and your host, Matt Floyd. Welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. My name is Matt Floyd, and as always by Kamar. Welcome to the party. And Simon. Good evening. What we do here is very simple. The three of us have listened to every episode of the Joe Rogan Experience this week. We're going to rate each episode as well as the week on a scale of one to five Jamie Vernons. Uh, we're then going to talk about each guest, the talking points, give our opinions, this, that, and the next. But first, Kamar... I believe you missed one last week as well. We're going to read off the new Patreons and one we missed from last week. Inspector Hector. What? You no way. One, no way. Hello, old listeners and new listeners alike. Welcome to the JRE. This is a part of the show where I acknowledge the most important people in my life. Whoa. How could I? Did I get gaskets? Um, Mike? No, that's a different month. Are you sure? In any event, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, a big shout out to Inspector Hector, who's probably been disenfranchised and left because he didn't get the love he deserves. I think Mike, it's you read the wrong name. You read, thank you, Hector. Last week you read his name as like Mike Fool, and he was like, "That's an old email that I, I, I think that was it." But we got Mike Gaskins. I'm pretty sure. If not, Mike, double shout out. There you go, Mike Gaskins. Woo, Mike Gaskins. Don't remember ever hearing your name before, but uh, he joined at the Joe Rogan level too. So extra welcome. shout out for Mike. Big league. Thank you, and uh, also welcome to Carson Strain. I don't, I don't know if these names are having us on or if someone actually was named that. I don't care if they're having us on. If you, if you want to give us $5 a month as no, a joke. I like it when it's <laughs> alcoholic or oh, yeah, okay, pedophile, sure. whatever the other guy was. Maybe but not so much Carson pedophile. Strain, but well, Carson Hector. Strain, what do you think is like the play there? There isn't. That's what I'm, I'm wondering. Like, I well, feel then bad. it's like, probably just their last But if they tried, and sometimes mm-hmm. you, you swing and you miss. Anyways, join the uh, Patreon as soon as you can. They've been fire episodes. We've been getting a lot of great feedback. Have we? Uh, I think so. People have enjoyed the Patreons. Excellent. Especially the fight episode. The fight episode? Where we talked about fighting each other. One where Kamar dreamt of oh, yes, fighting yes, the two of us. Yes. It, was a, it was a good delusion. Gotcha. Kamar, how was your week? Oh, well, you know, I had the big birthday week there, buddy. Yeah, happy birthday, Kamar. Thank you to everyone who said happy birthday and made me feel special. <laughs> I had a bit of a scare. Um, after I did my shows, this uh, girl slid into my DMs. Mm-hmm. She was talking some pretty hardcore shit. And uh, so we talked, and then we ended up hooking up. And she, something's gone on with this um, Fifty Shades of Grey for women. They, you know, they're into that sort of rough... Are you going to tell us about a rough Slap sexual a tickle. experience no, anyways, on the air? And she was all telling me, you know, ain't no big deal. So we hooked up. And then uh, two days later, she came back to me and said she had to go to hospital with a bruised trachea. This is a great punchline. To my surprise, like I, I thought, well, this isn't good. And I was a bit worried, you know, for the week. And then we ended up meeting up. But when I went to meet her again, I... I in the back of my head, I was like, I'm going to get arrested. So did you bruise her trachea with your hand or your dick? On my penis. Um, I think I bruised her ribs with my hands. Anyways, she was all, it was all good. It's just she, she was impressed with my, uh, my prowess. This is like a new thing where you come and you talk about your conquests on the air. I don't think I like it. It was a birthday week. 
No, no, you did it last week too. It's ever since the the uh, you've gotten back to work. Yeah, yeah. A little too There's high some on my correlation horse. between uh, the stranger pulling at the club and the stories we have to hear. Well, then I uh, then on my birthday I did a show for a swingers club, and it was really fun. But the funniest part for me was you know uh, Fight Club when they got that girl who's like. You know, I've got trouble cancer. Well, so just please fuck me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got a loop. There was one of those girls there. And it was very interesting. And um, But it was an outdoor show at Hogsback Falls. Okay, hold on a second. Hold on so a you're second. screaming over the water. Now, raging, th- now this I'm interested in. You went to a swingers party? Well, here's how it works with these, these organizations. There's phases. Phase five is like a full-on fuck fest orgy. Phase one is a meet and greet. This was a phase one. So there's all the other How phases. do you know so much about this? Because it's run by Sex with Sue from the radio. Like I talked to her. The one from Ottawa. Yeah. The big one. The one? Yeah. Blonde. She's not, she's small. No, you're talking about the old Sue. I'm talking that's, about the one from Ottawa. That Sue is, I thought it was that Sue. Because she's way more famous. Yes, that Sue is much more famous. It's sort of like she co-opted, but whatever, she's known. And- Who's the old lady? That's no. That's, that's the original sex. Doctor Ruth. Oh no 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 no. There's a no no. There's Doctor Ruth, who was also the old lady. Then there's sex with Sue, who was an old lady with curly gray hair, if I'm not mistaken, and glasses. Well, I thought that's what Doctor Ruth looked like. But either way, yes. Yeah, I'm not I helping agree. too much here either. Um, and then Ottawa had its own Sunday night sex with Sue that was on like the radio, whether I think it was magic 100 or some shit. She was a, a more rotund, no disrespect. See, I thought that sex with Sue, the one on the radio is the same sex with Sue. I didn't realize it was two different. Scenes. Incorrect. Cause the bigger one has a sultry voice. She's American too. Is she? Okay. She was on Letterman. So which one did you deal with? Small time. Farm league. Sue. Ottawa sex. With Ottawa Sue. Sue. Yes. Ottawa Sue. Got and, it. and she was part of the swingers club. Obviously she, she, she was like the CEO. She runs it. But it was just interesting. She was people, the head swinger. Divorcees, girl. Well, they're all women. And just trying to meet new people. So now I just... Lamb- no, you're trying to meet swingers. I just <laughs> lambasted you for telling us about your shit on air. Did you hook up with any of these swingers? I did not. Okay. So you didn't injure anyone else's trachea with your dick? Well, that's too easy pickings, well, right? I said, it's I like said, fish in a barrel. I said that with, with the um, another comic I was with. It would feel weird. Because I said, I called it power. He said, you have no power. And I was like, no, but I have this air that I just entertained. The sort of uneven footing. They sort of know me already. You know, I have some sort of, I don't want to say star appear or whatever, but I'd rather meet someone just as a, as a regular person. I like how deep down in your head you're thinking star appear. <laughs> no, no, I, I said I can't that, actually use that. That but, works. But do you know, just he was so going to say star power, and then he said, I can't say that, so i got to change it to do, appeal. Do you know what I mean? No, neither of us are stars, so no, obviously not. That's showbiz, Matt. Um, How could the simpletons like us? You're thinking that because you weren't there as part of the swinger get-together, but as part of the help. Uh, The entertainment or whatever. Entertainment, that you were... That is better quite the than, ego, though. Better that, than hold on, this is That's quite the what ego. You're that, thinking, right? You, no, no. You hosted comedy you, in Ottawa, and you are you're up here now. Is that it? Well, he bruised a girl's trachea, and he fucked it's, a girl from Giovanni's. This guy is like fucking high life in it. No, we just made out. I never said we fucked sorry, her. Sorry. Um, no, I think I think it was it was an initial uh, big u- euphoria. Okay, from a which year has worn which has worn off since, or it's wearing off very quickly. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're back to normal. Back to baseline. 
But it was a, it was a good birthday week, you know what I mean? Yeah, it sounds like it. And uh, and the next day I went to a friend's uh child's birthday party. And they rented a huge trailer that had all the video games in. This was a 10-year-old's birthday party. And they were playing you could play all the video games you want, any any game you wanted in this trailer. And you were in there? We went in. I, I don't like video games. I, I It confirmed to me. But the guy running it, I knew. I thought you had to stay like a certain amount of feet, meters away from any children's parties. I, I think it's children I don't know. Mm. Interesting. Wow, so a fucking a trailer full of any video game you can play pulls up and you have just zero fucking desire. Well, the three of us were there. We played Mario Kart. And that was kind of fun because it had the like the tactic thing. Yeah, I was gonna say there's no way that you just hate every video game across the no, board. I, you can't I, have fun. I found I was getting like nauseous. Maybe it was a dark room and there was flashy lights, and I sort of would rather have conversations with these people that I don't see all the time. So it was sort of playing video games and trying to have conversations. I don't know. The, the kids loved it. I mean, it wasn't for us. But I mean, you used to show up for Monday games, and that was conversating while we played. No. Yeah, but you I, said you only showed up for that. I never. Cared if I won. Yeah, of course. I, I'd be paired I, I up. Know. I'd be paired up with someone who did care. Yeah. And then it'd be a negative experience for me because I was I was just there for the hang and everyone else there was there to keep the wind going, sort of thing. So we just we played Call of Duty on the screen, a big screen, and you know, you kill someone like yeah, that was fun, and then Yeah. It's it's funner to watch someone out of control like run into walls or whatever. I don't know. Simon, how was your week? Uh, my week was... Uh, you had a kid's birthday party? No kid's birthday party. You didn't fuck a girl's throat half to death? Nope. Not, not that either. Um, Sorry, Halima. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. I My dog is really sick. Oh, fuck. That's and I have to get an operation for him. A what? Yeah, he has to get his <laughs> small... Little John? In, a what? His an small operation. intestine piece taken out of it and then he has to have that attached to his large intestine how old is he it's only five. Oh, okay that's different it's so weird that like four years ago my attitude would have been like well you just got to put it down that's oh, why i attitude. haven't even told you how much the surgery is yeah you didn't have to oh well it's i'm telling you four years ago anything over like a couple hundred bucks my attitude would have been there's no you're surgery putting for this dog, dog down yeah under a thousand dollars oh no now there's no, no surgery it's like eight thousand oh my god you got to put it down i'm sorry no, I wouldn't. I have a horrible attitude. Dude, if a doctor came to me and was like, it's going to cost 25 grand, I got to sell a lot of shit. And only that you know this surgery is going to make him 100% better and give him another no. five years. Nothing is 100%. No. I know that's, that's, this is the thing. Even if it gave him one more year. I've watched dogs uh, let live too long and it's, it's cruel. But I, it, it's, it's hard for the owner. Like I, I, I get both sides. Anyway, that's it. Your dog is ill. That sucks, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, oh, and if there are any people listening out there, which you know me, I don't really think. But I got to apologize for last week. I was fucking stupid, man. Like, I re-listened to that. That was horrible, horrible, horrible. I smoked way too much. Listen, in my own defense, on the weekends I don't go to the cottage... Sunday is my day off, so I'm smoking weed all day. And then we don't do the podcast until five. I was fucking really high by the time I got here <coughs> and then proceeded to smoke many joints. So I don't know. It was, it was Greg Fitzsimmons, uh, Jimmy Dore, and Jesse May Peluso. 
Oh, I was so pissed too. Like I, you know, I I, yeah. I let both of you go off on whatever the fuck you want all the time. I anytime I bring anything up, I usually get eye rolls, and then I'm like, all right, forget it. They talked about hip hop, which is at least something that we can all talk about for a minute in Jimmy Dore, and because I forgot my notes, we didn't even bring it up. Well, there's just so much in that Jimmy Dore episode that, yeah, well, like had they talked about that in the Jesse May Peluso, I'm sure we would have discussed it. Yeah. Either way, we didn't. I like hip hop. I thought everyone was loving you last week. The okay, comments. well, I didn't feel very good about my uh, the job I did. I wasn't. He wasn't there. You got stonewalled in your. He, he didn't day. listen ten fucking times. What do you mean I got stonewalled? <laughs> yeah, no one responded. Yeah, I'm <laughs> done with that shit. Hey, fuck all of you. Anyone? Fuck. Could you acknowledge this? Yeah. Could someone please? Yeah. No. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> and would you say thanks for that? I'd be careful, Kamar. I'm I'm close to done with this podcast this week. So. Oh, this shit happens all the time. How was your week, buddy? Shit, thanks for asking. Do you want to go over the guests? Oh, yes, I do. I'm smoking my birthday joint for Simon, by the way. Way to go, buddy. Get really high and then fuck up. This is a real... Uh, You're right, a jerker I'll go over the week. guests. <coughs> 1691, you know me, Park. We knew that was coming down the pike. Yep. Then we had 1692, the man who tells you it's all right to cry, Jason Wilson. Uh, there was the there was one in between that, but we don't. Oh, do sorry, that. it was Chad Mendez, I believe. And we finish off the week with uh, Black Rifle Coffee CEO sixteen ninety three Evan Hafer, the victim of uh, misinformation on the by the media, or misconstrued, misconstrued. What did I say? Not that. That's what I meant. Uh, all right. Well, do you want to rate it? Anyone? I will give it a 2.5. Solo? I, too, will give it a 3. Well, that's not you, too. No, I, I know. As it came up, I realized I'm not. Because I would never say I, too, give it the same score. <laughs> <I would. laughs> I give it a 3.5. Wow. I don't see that every day. You don't see me. You, you you say that I give out fives like they're going out of style. So a three and a half week. How is that? I I would say, you know, out of ten weeks, it's rarely that you're the highest. That's rare. Score sure. of yeah. a week. Yeah. So that's what I don't see every day. That's true. Okay. Yeah. And that's now right. I feel like my score may come up. Well, we'll find out in the next hour or two. Uh, let's start with the uh, the toughest listen of the week. Obviously, sixteen ninety one. You know me, Park. Escape North Korea at 13. The first thing I thought is this is a total uh, France and Nagano hold my beer. Hold on. Did you watch this one? Uh, just some clips. Okay. Well, that wasn't the first thing you thought. Oh, how cute and hot she is? Yeah. I thought you were going to come in guns blazing. How that's a trachea you'd like to bruise? Yeah. I could bruise her toes. She was like small. She was like 80 uh, She said pounds. she was 80 pounds, yeah. And if 30 of that's in her breasts, then the rest of her. Oh, yeah. well, but she's so small. I, I mean, just thought we'd get that out of the way. I, I, I thought I was going to be more tactful about it. But yeah, she was, uh, she's the hottest guest. Again, I just figured we'd get out of the way before it got heavy. Been on for a while. Super hot. And how something that small and cute. Walk through the of... Gobi Desert. She's also the perfect, uh, like the perfect spokesperson. Well, she's these unicorns. Like people will on. listen, but they won't unless she's saying what they want. I was thinking she's uh, like give it, it time an even better Candace Owens. Because when Candace Owens came out, she was like this black woman who was speaking up against wokeness. You know what I mean? And Black Lives Matter. 
But then she, it all goes her head. I'm worried that this could, could happen to this girl, to be honest with you. Because when she said she got robbed, she said she has a nanny. <coughs> well, I think she's done well for herself. She's done she... remarkably well from where she started. Well, of course. Yeah, that was weird, the nanny. Just that, that little mention of it. Like, she's doing really well. That was a weird moment on the podcast, actually, when she was talking to Joe about the... It was the one time where I felt like nothing fit. Where I was like, I believed everything she was saying, but I felt like maybe she missed something in the... Lost in the translation? Like, not lost. Like she, the way she said it, she was robbed. I find it very tough to believe that a bunch of people watched someone get robbed in broad daylight and then were just like, you can't call... It just seems so I mean, overblown. things were a little crazy around the... Um... Black Lives, the start of that whole thing I agree, after yeah, George yeah, Floyd. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe it was one of those weird. Um, like she'd have to be in the wokest neighborhood. But ever I, I agree to... with you. I felt like did she not understand something that was going on? Was there? But then, a part but of the story. The that problem though was out? I was like her English was too good for me to think that. Like she didn't. Like she yeah, she seems like she. She had a thick English. accent. That's fine. But she had a great grasp on the English language. Her English was great. So I. It wasn't even like a lost in translation thing. I, it just felt like I don't know, and I, I don't want to take away from her because I'm, I really thought this episode was fucking bananas. But that was one part where I was like, this seems, seems so odd. I mean, again, maybe that's what's going on in the states. How how far she's come? What an accomplishment it is to be able to have a nanny and get robbed in Chicago. <laughs> the ultimate of privilege. Um, I do have to say. While she was talking about the kid starving in the streets with his guts hanging out, I was interrupted by a butcher box ad read by Joe Rogan. That's tasteless. Does seem a bit, doesn't it? The VPN's a little, a little more not as close, but yeah. actually think about meats because it wasn't that he had an open wound. The 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 guts were just yeah coming through the weakened starvation skin during the um. Who was the guy with the beard there? Sorry, I don't remember his name. We just hop around Jason second Wilson. episode of the week. Um, an ad comes in like mid-sentence for him. Like he's in the middle of some poignant, yeah, really yeah. poignant point. I got and a And boom, it's Joe talking about the athletic greens. I got a shitload of ads this week. And again, I pay for premium. So I have the legit complaints. I got like the Jason, <coughs> excuse me, what's his name? Jason Williams? Wilson. Wilson, excuse me. My apologies, sir. I got like six ads during his episode. I don't know what the fuck you was going on. You cannot have a premium package. You must, you must be paying for a premium package and they're giving you just the fucking what we're all getting. No. I told you. I, no, I, I emailed them music. and they were like, because I get ad-free music. Oh, I see. I okay. can download all my playlists. I gotcha. have all the, it's their fucking stupid loophole of ad-free music. I mean, listen, I'll say this. Because um, it's so much more expensive for them to host podcast sorry i wouldn't say that it's that like listen we have a podcast so i wouldn't spotify would have to give us a chunk of money for us to go spotify exclusive where we don't have any ads because the premium people don't you know what i mean like it's a you kind of need the ads to still be in the podcast model does that make sense no joe rogan moved over there he doesn't need to have those ads come up i don't get it Money. He does, or else he's making the exact same. We, we, we broke down the money, remember? And I said, it doesn't make sense because I wasn't getting Joe Rogan red ads. I wasn't getting any ads at first. Oh, okay, no problem. He could still do them the way he did them on the old one before, 
and after, and then we can just fast forward through them. You know what I or mean? Listen to well, I mean, I said that last week. Yeah. Now they pop up in a thing that it's without like, discrimination, no prejudice. Uh, but it's not even the same way. It's you can't skip through them. It's nope, uh, you, you have to listen to the ad. What's really crazy to me is it can't be that tough. It really can't be that difficult to have someone go through a three-hour Joe Rogan episode and specifically pick, like, this is a great entry point for an ad. When he starts talking to Jamie about something. A a change in topic, a break in the conversation, as opposed to just willy-nilly, like, don't you want a Toyota Corolla? Like, it seemed, I don't know. As always, we're a week behind. I said last week this was a problem. And I foresee it as being, like you said, Especially when something is poignant, it takes you right out of it. Like I think it was the Jason Wilson one, some of the birth of his child, or someone getting murdered, or some other fucking mishap. And it's yeah. Uh, uh, do you ever leave the bathroom door open? Why would you leave your internet open? That's the VPN. I hear that one a lot. So. I always leave the bathroom door open, but I live with Mary, so. I never leave the bathroom door open. You have kids. Totally different scenario. Even if I didn't, though, like let you the boy just watch want the privacy. Our bathroom's small. You've been in it. I, oh, well, then open the window. That's gonna make me feel like it's a more open space. Yeah. Why no. do you think windows exist? No. First of all, it's rare that like I'm going up to the bathroom and Mary's up there, so I know that I have whatever, dude. We live. It's this is how we live. Don't hate. Well, I just that's not how I do it. Anything that is bad doesn't, or pales in comparison, compared to yeah, her Yeah, let's story. get to her. Oh, I mean, this is... I was on a 35-foot ladder listening to this, and it was like, it could be worse. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's no internet, no map of the world, and they want to keep you so hungry, you can't even wonder, am I getting fucked? Dude, the fact that they don't have words for so much shit. Stress. Tragedy. Yeah, you can't feel these things because there aren't... We live in a social paradise. <laughs> Why would you yeah. need these words? So fucked. And, and this only started in 1948. Yeah, I mean, this is the one to me where it shows that, like, none of the other wars were for anything other than, like... Or the setup of the UN or any of the, these things we've done. None of it. Up at this point. It, if anything, the, all this has been so this could not happen. But, I mean, as she said at the end, North Korea is China. There's a weird... Like, he's he's just a playboy warlord who lives in North Korea. But it's China. And that's why it's all pretend, because... Everything's This isn't North Korea that we're talking about. This is China that we're talking about. And they are intricate to the world's economy and everything that you use from brushing your teeth to fucking making yourself smell nice to whatever. And there'll never be sanctions brought against them because you're just fucking yourself. It was like Kamar said, since 1948, listen, when World War II ended, the U.S. must have had a shitload of stuff still over there. There's no way they couldn't just quickly... All they do is depose people. There was, though. That's the Korean War. The Korean War happened, and we're here. Like, yeah. Well, they didn't win. Clearly, no. They've. I don't think they've ever won a war. Well, they won. I mean, World War the War, II. the war where they used the nuclear bomb. That was pretty much the. Yeah, that was kind like, of. Like that's your stamp on. Winning. But isn't that the one where they scooped up the Nazis for NASA? For yeah, but their argument is NASA? they used it for their own good. It's like the bad people or won for the, for the Nazis. They got out. NASA. Um. Um. 
But what's your point? They still won the war. They stopped the bad thing from happening to make another bad thing happen. The military industry. Uh, uh, yes, I agree that they did win that war. I was just trying to wax poetic when I say I don't think they've won any war. They've lost more than they won. That's fair. Either way, back to Korea. I, I don't know. 50 classes. If you go down, you're down. No, it's generations too. Well, they wipe out a generation for being. Oh, like. No, but she was saying like. Every you, single person known to you now is. Yeah, for the next four generations, you're. You have a stain on your class because of whatever someone. It's fucking bananas. No, he just meant their class system, though, has 50 levels yeah. to it, and you can never move up. And you can. You can only move down. Go down. It's uh, it's every moment of your life, there's a foot on your head. And you know no different. That was, that was the craziest uh, quote she said. Sorry to jump around here, but if you know you're oppressed, you're not oppressed. Yeah. But the kicker is the people older than 1948 know this is bullshit. And I'm just like, well, stay silent. You know, like your grandmother knows it wasn't always like this. But everyone, you're spying on someone, someone's spying on you. It just seems like the worst place ever. So before 19, what are you saying? 1948? 1948, I think it was all Korea. Yeah, and then there was the war. They broke off, created the demilitarized zone, and there's been a, a dictatorship well, that there just ever since. that goes to show you, like, it only takes one generation to rewrite history. Well, and take a lot of things away. Well, yeah, if you, if you don't have any fucking history books, then... And they're not even original. They co-opted the Bible and just changed the names, and then they have their story. That's hilarious. I mean, it's not. It's Plagiarism. really sad, but it's crazy that that's all they did. They just replaced him for Jesus. Main source of protein in North Korea? Grasshoppers. Unreal. Unreal. So what do you do today? You forage and survive... To the next second. And you think you are in a country where everyone is trying to get into because it doesn't get better than this. Dude, it's bananas to think that the kids uh, would like catch rats to eat for protein because it's like even think about New York. Like I bet I bet there aren't a lot of rats there just because they're no, constantly. There's nothing there. No, but my point is like, you could even take a bunch of North Korean kids and bring them to New York City and the rats alone, they'd be like, you know what I mean? The thing the that we, the, the, thing that, the thing that you find to be the most disgusting part of a city, someone's living so poorly that they could go to your city and be like, oh, the grossest thing you have? Fuck, I could eat for a month off that, there's a year, no, 10 years. There's no way someone from uh, North Korea would leave and be like, fuck this, I want to go back. And then Jeff Bezos is just flying to space for fun. He's flying to space to learn how to mine minerals from outer space. I mean, the craziest part, you know it's all bullshit because when as I, I knew it was bullshit when she said the average height was 4'10". Because I was like, There's, there isn't an army in the world that can't fight an army of 4'10 midgets. It's... Dude. Well, no, they're worried about nukes. Yeah, I get it. That's, no, no, no. But I mean, they're not worried about their army. The The U.S. isn't like, oh, the North Koreans are super strong. You think it's easier for taller people to shoot shorter people? Like in no, the, I just in think in, in general, caps? if you send enough people to fight an army of four foot ten people, I don't, I don't think it's... I don't know. If I, they're like, also starved. What are you doing here? We're, no, we're no, talking. The army hopefully is fed. I don't I know. I doubt it. I <laughs> highly doubt it. They got rid of dogs to remove a comfort. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
Well, and I just I'm sh- I assume listen, people they were fed. eat the dogs anyways, and that's not an insult to anyone. But like, if they're chasing down rats, the dogs ain't gonna last long. Bodies in the streets everywhere, every day, just a thing. Why? What's your social paradise like? Socialist paradise like? They think this is the greatest thing. And when you think about it, America suffers from abundance, right? Let me ask you this, though, real quick. Back to that. Do you think that, like, if you're there's dead bodies in the streets, you see kids with, like, their guts hanging out, you haven't eaten in forever... Do you think that enough propaganda in the world is actually going to make you believe that you live in paradise? Absolutely. You do. If you, then why would she leave? There's no maps of the world. I get it, but I don't buy, I, I just don't think it works. I mean, I get that it if works, but it, I don't, there's no there's no way it could get uh, better than this. I just don't think most of them have a way out or think they have a choice. Well, like she said, cuz I don't believe that they all buy into it. I think they're all just scared to being like there's no way they believe there's, you're telling me that 30 million people genuinely believe that they live in paradise despite the fact that they're starving to death? No, they believe they have to pretend they believe. That, I believe, yes. <laughs> That's a that, big distinction, and though. And that is as good as it gets. It's Well, c- could you imagine someone wanting to go back to this place? Well, if you don't know what it's like somewhere else, you just have no comparison, right? Like you don't know that that's but, not the way everybody lives. I get it, but do you then you assume that there's just more bodies and less rats to eat? Like nothing well, compared to no no map of the world. They don't even know if yeah, the rest I, of the world exists. Like from what she said, they're so insulated. You don't know what Canada is. Yeah, but there's a lot of like from what I hear. There's a. I mean, she even said it. She's like, I have a lot of people on the inside of the country still. So like, I you know. I just feel like enough people know. I just feel like they're scared. I'm not I'm not like sitting here like what are they fucking doing? I understand. You assume you're going to get shot or put in a fucking prison camp. All the electricity for the country is used for the electric fence. Dude, when she said if you take the train, it can take weeks cuz you might have to get out and push the train. Just walk. What are and you doing here? This guy is obviously living like a king. Must go through the mountains or something. It can't just be that just, easy. Well, Fuck. Dude, you haven't eaten in weeks. How are you even pushing a train? How many Koreans took this train? You know how fucking heavy no, a train I mean, is? Like You've seen those, um, not of North Korea, but of like wherever in India where they're out in the buses on those fucking crazy highways. Yes, and yes. they have to push to keep themselves from falling. It just might be a, I don't know, man. It's Listen. Oh, that's not that bad? There wasn't one. No, it's really bad. I don't know. I there don't wasn't, know we're not arguing. There here. wasn't one unshocking second of this podcast other than maybe when joe would interject but it was all shocking just insanity keep going she said uh, north korea you can hear the oppression in their accent so when they talk they're just a little more broken and sort of what a sad it's so unreal it's hard to pretend to really be happy when you speak you know the part though sorry i'm just gonna jump here for a second kamar you know the part where she was like yeah we couldn't tell my dad we couldn't tell our dad we were leaving because we, A, one, he was old and sick. But two, we didn't want him to get in trouble, like had he known we were going. But didn't she? Uh, they get in, get in trouble. trouble for me. Yeah, but a, I want to. A thousand percent. Like, I want to ask this because I thought there was no reaction from Joe. So I said to myself, I must have misheard. But I thought she said they were going to torture him either way. But we left. Did she not say that? Because Joe, I felt like it was kind of breezed over where I was like... I didn't hear her say that. Okay. 
I might be wrong. My I just thought to myself, because I've listened to another podcast with the guy who escaped, mm-hmm. like that was the whole thing. And he had said, um, I sold out my mother and my brother to be able to leave because he's like, you lose all concept of like love and what's important there, there, to there you. Isn't, and, there isn't, it's just survival. It's crazy, man. And it's this whole culture of ratting everybody out. It's right? like they're it's, almost been uh, propagandized into being animals. Just just survival eating and like, and the only mental thing they have is the um, ratting people out. But yeah, I imagine, because I, she said at one point, like, if something like that happens, you're people get punished and then the next generation gets punished and the next generation gets punished. Like it's like 10 times worse than the mafia. There's no I, you know how they take out multiple generations. Yeah, of course. Yeah. No, I, I, like I said, there wasn't one second of this where I wasn't absolutely shocked by the fact that there's how many people live in Korea, North Korea. She said 30 million. Oh, it is 30 million. Okay. Yeah. Well, we check that if she's lying about that. Like, imagine if our well, entire... I'm not saying she's lying about anything. No, I'm not saying... She... No, at one point she said she was called a lawyer because people questioned the um, trip about the, across the Gobi Desert. Oh, no, no, I'm not. Another I'm thing. not questioning her integrity or her story at all. I mean, again, I'm, we're sitting here discussing it, so I'm allowed to, you know, I'm wish-washing things 100%. around in my fucking head. No concept of minors? Yeah. So... 25.7 million. Well, like there was 10 probably million 30 million when they did this. And yeah. South Korea is double that, 51.7. And because yeah, they're eating. Like the biggest company yeah, in the world. And then and for Kia. some reason on this chart, they also give Israel, which is 9 million. I don't know why they threw that in there. But Interesting. Yeah. Has it is, it is just, very Maybe Simon just threw that in. No, I swear to you. I like, was joking, obviously. It, for some reason, hmm. it's North Korea, South Korea, and then That's just Israel, Israel. putting their, their population just, in every yeah, Google search. We, we get to get yeah. in there. We own Google, so go fuck yourself. Hey, Google, what's the population of Canada? Are you sure you didn't mean what's the population of Israel? If your house burns down and um, you don't save a picture of the Supreme Leader, you could be in trouble. If there's dust on it. If If they show up in the middle of the night and there's dust, execution. If you don't cry enough. Don't you believe that they might believe that they live in the greatest... Do you know what I mean? No, I'm t- like you said the second time. You were then like, I believe they're so scared that they... I mean, none of those things really matter. They've created a society where they don't need rules to punish you because they will just... Yes. They will come in and they'll say, oh, the sun is shining wrong on the great emperor in this picture, whatever his name is. What about... And, and I thought this is a... Ten, ten fucking generations. Exaggeration, be- wire through the collarbone to stay connected. What? What? <laughs> yeah, she said that. She said that at one point. And if that's happening, well, like, what? Wire are we doing through the collarbone to stay connected. What? They put like that. wires throughout at like the prison camps. Everyone gets like a wire through their collarbone, and they're all attached. I guess. I don't believe it, but that's what she said. Um, North Korea's industries are organ harvesting, prostitution, and the sex slave. Oh, she also said the pleasure squads. The guy came around and took all the teeth out of the girls' mouths. And, it, and it's just that, yeah. What, what would you do if you could do it? It's the worst place on the planet, I believe. I mean, uh, we have the throat destroyer over here talking. It's who, tough. who did that to them, though? The North Korean soldiers? And to the Chinese as well. 
That, that's rough, eh? Where she's like, yeah, when we finally got there and the guys tell you they're taking you back to uh, China. Was it North Korea instead of China? Well, Just to see your reaction. Well, they were fucking with them, though. Yeah. It's, it's fucking horrible. That's another level of like desensitization that's going on. So it, the more you hear about it, what do you mean, desensitized? How are you being desensitized by that? You don't even care that these people are surviving, escaping North Korea, that you're going to fuck with them. You're not being compassionate right off the bat and being like, how can I help you? Like, come here. Like, Or, or, or it's like, hey, if you can't take a joke, maybe you should be able to escape. <laughs> no, I just think the world's full of terrible, shitty people. There's no garbage. There's no shit on the ground because they need it. Do you guys know that an American defected to North Korea? Well, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. There's a documentary about it. I forget what it's called, but he walked over the demilitarized, like the DMZ. He went into North Korea and became like a star. They propped, they propped him up amongst the country as like, look at how great our country is. This American is supposed to be so great over there. No, it's not, it's not great, but this American came over and even think about that mind fuck. Like, I know you're too starving to have this kind of thought process, but like, Hold on, you're propping up a guy from a country that you say is worse than this. Why wouldn't he want to come here? Why wouldn't all of them want to come here? You say this is a paradise. Like, do you see what I'm saying? It's a. I think it goes back to what we just said. That yeah, you're too hungry. Too I get hungry it. I understand. For any reason or like, um, I'm just saying the 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 human mind is such a fragile thing. We'll eventually believe anything. Thankfully for her, the guy who bought her uh, raped her and took her virginity was actually kind of nice to her and had a gambling problem, so I had to lose her, and that's how she got out. So, I mean, that <laughs> that's sort of like it's so, the silver lining. <laughs> it's so fucked up. I'm watching... Um, uh, what the fuck is that Margaret Atwood book? Um, television show Handmaid's Tale. And it's pretty much... Have you ever read it or no. seen the movie, no. show? no. I know it's filmed in The Toronto. premise is um, the United States or certain states have uh, the women can no longer get pregnant and it's resorted back to this like weird kind of, they've gone back in time almost and the men are allowed to have a handmaiden that they're allowed to have sex with to reproduce because only certain people still have viable eggs mm-hmm. and then they capture these women and they're like, Sex slaves, pretty much. But and they they're treated like queens? No, they're treated terribly. Mm-hmm. Same thing? Well, it's not quite the same, but it's, uh, you know, there are some definite similarities. They're talking about this, like, you know, place where you have no rights anymore. And She was saying at 17, she had a grade two education. Was she 15 then or 17. 15 or 17, but they, they put her in her yeah, school. Yeah. She was supposed to be in grade 10 or whatever. Um, Hold on, just two seconds. I have two things I wanted to say. Uh, so one is Dennis Rodman. Like, that guy's just over there fucking yucking it up with... Uh, N- not helping. That shit is definitely not helping. Like, what is... Th- Any acknowledgement is, is helping him. But it's not just him. There have been other... I'll pull it up. Other... Well, your boy. Trump, well, no, she she explained how, like, Trump being, like, cool with him made other guys in the government who have always, are always at the thought of becoming the new supreme leader go, whoa, 
He's got backup now. Well, of course, because everybody else, like Obama didn't meet with him because Obama had a list of things that he had to do before they would be able to meet. Trump was just like, ah, no, fuck it. And that was the only time anyone uh, in the liberal media wanted to talk to her is when she was calling out Trump for... Uh, Hold on, don't deflect this though, but let's back up. Nice deflection, but... um, Deflection? A little bit of a deflection because Trump, I mean, again, you... I'm sure you would have argued that at the time he went there to try to help the North Korean people, but he only went for optics, obviously. He doesn't care about the North Korean people. Obviously. No one cares about the North Korean people. I wouldn't say no one does. Wow. I, 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 he, she was happy that he, he's been one, one calling out China. I definitely don't think he probably knew, knows less about what we know now about the suffering of North Korea, making the decisions he made. Or they well, and you that. don't think as the president he knew everything that she's saying? I don't know. I don't, oh, no, no. He don't, def- nobody knows. He definitely knew. Nobody knows. What's going on here? You th- she's she's so, not the first person that's defected from North Korea. You know that, right? He should have... What should he have done? Not he gone, for not sure. He should not have met with him. That's, I mean, yeah. that would be the first thing. But that sure. happened, so... For yeah. that, it's unforgivable, and he's the worst. No, but I'm just saying, that's... Oh. <laughs> whatever other point was um hold on let's go to what he deflected to the liberal media because yeah they did that yeah and but when she talks about uh problems at school or cancer yeah they don't want to talk about that yeah it's just that's her and that's what you're talking about when you're saying she's like a candace owens or whatever and this is why why won't people tell this story or whatnot but how is this not um a bandwagon that the left can jump onto the same way that they're enraged with Israel right now. You know what I mean? Because she's... And this one's way easier because, like, they can't fuck around with Israel because there are too many ties. There are no ties. Just be enraged. So I said it's an army of four-foot midgets. Go over there. Some goddamn guns. Well, again, that's the nukes. I'm talking about just public sentiment against... Listen, the real problem that no one will talk about is that if you... Let's say tomorrow we decided... NATO, I, everyone, we were like, we're going to go in. We've had enough. What do you then do with, well, I, I what do you then do with 25 million starving refugees? I thought about a walk in here. Because obviously Korea, South Korea, Korea is going to be like, you know, they're not going to feed 25 million people. They're not just going to open the borders and let everyone in. So it would pretty much be like everyone, everyone involved would have to take in almost. Or China would just or send over take over. Because, I mean, they have to have some viable land over there, right? Where you they can go have, and teach farming. They and, have What do you mean, food. no? I don't think they do. You don't think they have any viable land? It's just better for them to treat their people like shit yes. and not have Hold electricity? On. Hold on. I thought, and maybe I'm just stupid here, but my assumption is that they have tons of food. He's just not giving it to the people. No, they I have don't think- tons of power. They're just not giving it to the people. I don't think that's the case. I, I, yeah, I didn't get that out of this, but I mean, he must be living large, well, right? But Perhaps wait, hold a, on a, a second. Jacuzzi. Like, do you just think like North Korea is totally unviable for growing vegetables? Or I didn't corn say that. Or? No, what I said is I believe they're totally viable. But once you start growing all that food and corn, the people that are growing it, like, are going to eat it? Are going d- to distribute <laughs> it out to, I don't know. Like, like again, I know that they, she was saying like any, if you have, if you, what was it that she said? If you didn't report it, Oh, your shit. She was like, you have to collect your shit. And if you didn't yeah. collect your well, shit the, and report it. This is my it, next point. They demand a pound. No. A ton. A ton of shit ton per of family per year. For some sort of gardening. And you're not eating. So you're only pooping like once a month. Also the, no, the most demeaning thing in the world. Like 
I want my ton of shit. And if not, someone dies. Yeah, nothing is yours. But in that society, you don't think is demeaning. You think it's just the little part you can do. But so again, I ask you, but Kamar, going. but I don't buy Because again, she left for a reason. She didn't think it was this paradise of a society. Yeah, hold on. I'm not sure that they think it's paradise. That's This is what I've been getting at the whole time. I just like, don't think they know any different. For all they know, all countries operate like this. So if they're going to escape. Sure, I get it. It's kind of like is, sailing is, out into the middle of the ocean. Sure. But my point is, is she at least was like, I don't buy it. I'm going to go walk as far as I can and make sure. Sure. The same way the guy said, I don't buy that there's an edge of the world and we're just going to go and see. And when she got outside the walls, she saw that, no, not all countries operate like that. She couldn't understand. Well, they can't let that information in because people would immediately revolt. But with what? They have no energy. It's the perfect. It was absolutely insane. Her even explaining like how she had to learn. Like just the simple, like when I got to China, I had to learn how to order food or to use an elevator or to use an ATM. Like, I don't know how to use an electronic, like, a, and again, electronics, it seems like, well, it you know, it'd be this, like but, going to another planet or going yeah. to the future. And, and I mean, and again, she's adapted. She has a nanny. I mean, keep in mind too. I've, I, I've seen Shane Smith. I've seen a few like people that have gone to North Korea. And I mean, this is the picture they paint They're They obviously say they're like, I wasn't shown any of this. Well, yeah. There's two guys beside. Of course. Yeah. And you're not allowed to so ask shit. Where that camera's going. Yeah, of course. Time. And yeah, you're, you're led certain ways. And I mean, Shane Smith said he was like, I was led to a dining hall that had a hundred seats at it. No one sat down. Every seat had food at it. After I ate my terrible meal, all the food was removed from the, it was like, it was a, a set. Yeah, yeah, like a big fake banquet where they just wasted all this food just to show to the American, like, hey, look. It, it's rolling here. Yeah, we're yeah, we're, so yeah, yeah well. we got it, look. But he had tone notes of like, but it seems contrived, and I can't find it, the real thing. And then you hear about people getting shot. Well, I mean, again, he went like legit, Shane Smith, you know what I mean? When you go legit, like the government gives you full access. Well, they give you, sorry. Still wondering where access. he is. So get this, 30% of the population of North Korea is in their military. So just there, like, they have enough food to feed a lot of people if they're not So they have seven, giving food seven to their million military, people in their military? You know I mean? Sweet Jesus. Well, it's the second largest military in the world. And we believe the military is so, not foraging for food. They, I mean, the they best have a part bigger too, military than China. I mean, let's keep in mind, too. Someone's selling them guns. China is. Russia. Yeah. I, I assume both those countries are selling. Yeah. So this is what I'm saying is and they're backed by, you know, that's also why you can't go in. Well, and here, here's the thing. Like, yeah. I mean, China could depose this guy anytime they wanted. Yeah. I mean, listen, once, once at the end, she was like, we are, they are China. It's just, it's got a different name and a fake fucking guy at the top. That explains why no one's going in. It's like, the same thing with the we. I mean, this is why you should be afraid of China is because like America's, you know, if you're from a different country and they come into your country, it's probably not going to be, it's probably not going to end well. Um, but if China comes into your country, you're going to end up a fucking slave on television. They're going to televise. They don't give a fuck. China doesn't give a fuck. If they take over, there will be slave camp countries, like entire countries where it's just, you're making fucking iPhones. That's it. So do you guys think it's like us or them? No, I think it's them. It's already too late. Yeah. So start start learning that Cantonese. No, no, we're gonna we're gonna. I mean, I'm worried for like you know. You'll be gone. Yeah, I'm worried for like Simon's kids' kid. 
or maybe Simon's kid, but that Simon's kid's kid has if no it, shot. Simon's kid. If it happens that fast, we're all fucked anyways. hundred percent. I mean? Yeah. Like that's, that's like, um, invasion. They take over. That's a real invasion. That's not just. You said uh, the same thing 20 years ago though. Or, or maybe more that it was at that fever pitch. So you, you're saying that this is just a uh, red herring then? Because it's like the, uh, especially with the supply chain thing that we discovered during the pandemic and stuff, how much or how important China is, I sort of agree with Matt that it's over already. Yeah, but that's nothing to do with North Korea. Well, we said that North Korea is basically China. Yeah, I know, but they, she would have no reason to lie about North Korea. Mm-hmm. Well, what are you umhumming? I, I think I don't understand what you're saying. I'm lost as to what you're saying, too. Sorry, I thought his contention was like, maybe things aren't so terrible up in North Korea. Maybe they're just making you think that. Whose contention is that? Kamar's? Yeah, that's not what you're saying? No, I think no. it's, re- I think it's no really problem. bad in North Korea. And, and worse. I don't know. Like I said, the neck thing. Well, hold like, on, how could it be so worse so. than what she described? I can't imagine it being worse than that. Like, uh, it's still like that right now. I mean, I'll say this. This isn't like a like Libya for for the record. I saw a thing on it. It's improving. I uh, good for Libyans. Back to her though. I mean, I, I imagine what she described just being on the street. Imagine the prison camps there, or prison, or, or the ghettos. Or do they even have like everyone's just in the ghetto? Well, it is a ghetto. It's it's too hard to grasp. I it, think yeah. I don't think we can really imagine it. You know what I mean? Because it seems so far from anything that could possibly ever happen. And are there like cities where there's like the top three classes actually live on all the electricity? And well, that was the, the craziest when she was like, I read the Hunger Games when I got here. And she was like, it fucked me right up. That fucked me up to hear that. That I was like, it's <laughs> like the worst we can think up, we could become very easily and quickly. Well, I mean... The Hunger Games, she probably got a lot of her ideas from... I assume, yes. I, I, I get Korea, that, but I'm know? just saying is, you know, it, I'm sure someone thought it up long before that. You know, the, oh, the basic sure, idea that, sure. you know... Do you think them listening, hearing Jimi Hendrix could cause the, the brains to melt if they played on the loudspeakers? Jimi Hendrix? I don't know if that's like the thing that would... But it's exciting thinking that there's people out there that don't know the Beatles exist or, you know, hearing stuff for the first time. If you don't speak speak English, it's, I don't know if it's that impactful. Oh, no. Music is a universal language. Okay, well, the actual music it is, but I mean, you know what I mean? If you're talking about actual, like, a a powerful Bob Dylan song where the lyrics are really going to hit you about about being free. That might take a while. If when the um, World War II ended and you're going in and you're blasting Beatles into the concentration camps, I think it would be less impactful than blasting, you know, like Jewish music. Yeah. To, to, or winds of change. Obviously that they wouldn't know what it was. It would just be like fancy whistling. Winds of change. No, it obviously is a CIA message that is universal to all humans. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. That makes sense. That one crosses barriers. Which is what cultural thing would punch a hole in it. She said, I thought it was interesting that one of the first things is making choices was exhausting. She said in North Korea, you don't think about anything. Yeah, you just think about how fucking hungry you are too. And then with freedom, she was like, overwhelmed with choice. 
again, I think it's things we hear and just cannot comprehend. It's like when somebody tells you or you hear that people want to go back to jail and you're like, I, I, my brain cannot understand losing the freedom, getting the freedom back and then wanting to have it taken away from you. Yeah. I'm sure if she somehow got kidnapped or brought back, she'd kill herself. Wouldn't well, you? now knowing for sure, I think the do you, only, do you know what I mean? The only way those people can survive is because they don't know. I if think she's knew, wanted dead. Well, of course she is, but they're never gonna. You know, what is she gonna be on a flight that they reroute to North Korea? She's like the North Korean Khashoggi. No, but yeah, why isn't it like a Salman Rushdie thing where because um, North Koreans just can't get out of the country to. Yeah, there aren't a lot of North Koreans abroad to hear the call from North Korea to kill Muslims. this chick. It's, it's not North Muslims Korean. where it's like you might actually have to get some security. And, and they be, don't have the energy to care. It's just, it's the, it's the yeah. perfect uh, Also, thing. there's no North Koreans abroad that are still like Kim Jong-un. <laughs> he like, must have Manchurian candidates. Did either no of you way. guys no see the way. interview with Seth Rogen? Of course. And, um, had they talked about it? There was no jokes really in this episode. Well, she laughed a bit actually, but. I mean, actually, I'm wrong because he went to school in, uh, like, he was he went to school in like Sweden or something. Oh yeah, oh yeah, rich. Yeah, so rich. rich there's some rich North, North Koreans, Koreans spread around. Well, but okay, I'm sure they're so not. There you go. But Kamar, so why aren't they fucking? But like, hear me uh, out. I don't, they think, don't have oil. I don't think they're very vocal at dinner parties about like. Hold on, are you guys talking ill of well, Kim Jong Un, the jihad, great leader? A like, I don't jihad on this girl. You can't hear the oppression in their accent either. Yes, they're not real North Korean. If they have a British accent. They're like new money, North Korean. <laughs> new money. That's brutal. What else do you have there? That's it? Really? Well, no. And now her problem is all the classes she took were saying, you've got to burn down the system because it was created by racist white men in the beginning. You know, the Constitution and everything. Everyone sort of stands behind. And she's she sort of saying, woke is a tyranny that will end up like North Korea. It's that it's that slippery slope. Like that's just, you know we're saying she's the the Candace Owens. And you were saying that, yeah. That was my comparison. So she's the uh, princess of the right. All those talking points match up, you know, and then some jump off. But we'll see if her story gets heard. This was not the episode that got the internet talk about Joe Rogan, though. The um. Were you making a point there? Shit. There, there was another episode this week that got more press than this. Keep going. Um, it just shows you what a piece of shit the Catholic Church is, though. Like, another reminder how they are willing to help you, but first you got to accept God. Like, we're not just going to take you out of this hellhole. Yeah, it seems like there's a overall lack of compassion for humanity. But like, I just find that so like, you're obviously trying to do good. It's in your doctrine, but there's got to be some, um, are you, are you trying to do good? Well, yeah, there's got to be some like, uh, thing attached, you know, but could it be like, you think you're doing good, but you're doing bad. Well, they're taking these people out of, uh, where were they saving them from? China, Mongolia. I don't even remember now. From China, out, I guess it was Mongolia. to help them get out of China. 
Mm-hmm. Well, she said it was either China or Mongolia. She went through both through the Gobi Desert. No, no, I'm saying that was to help her get out of China, though, not to help her get out of North Korea because they can't help her get out of North Korea. So, yeah, it would have had to have been China. Yeah, it was China. China to South Korea. And she went into religion as a cover. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I bet it was weird seeing the similarities between what she thought and the story of Jesus. This sounds a lot like the Supreme Leader. May that have been a wake-up call? Well, I'm sure she was probably pretty woken by that point. The second you leave North Korea and get into South Korea, it must just be like... But pick up 12 years later and she's saying wokeness is a problem. You guys got to slow down here. I'm telling you how bad it can be. Like I said, this was not the biggest. I thought this would have got maybe the most press of the week. You would think on the outside look again. Why? The the truth about North Korea exposed. I mean, yeah, but she's been on. She, well, it. she wrote a book and she's been on like six other podcasts. So I'm but just, all smaller than this one. Yeah, but I mean, her book is like a bestseller. So I, you know, I just have you heard her name outside of like Lex Friedman, Joe Rogan. I actually saw two people post her book on Instagram. Yeah, so it's not that big a deal. But I'm not on Instagram, so I wouldn't see that shit. Fair enough. Either way, I'm just saying, I like her name doesn't pop out like an Elon Musk. Like these episodes don't tend to get a ton of play, and there was nothing that controversial said. I think we all know. We all know deep down that North Korea is fucked. Did the Abby Martin one get a lot of play? I don't. I know. We didn't hear anything about. So this one should get the same amount. You know what I mean? They're both atrocities. They're both... No decisions were swayed on the Middle East after the Abby Martin. Yeah, the same way. Listen, North Korea, it's going to... We're not going to see a change there, most likely, in our lifetime. So. The only thing I was thinking is it'd be worthwhile to uh, you know, take them out. Is there probably couldn't be much of an insurgency. They have an army of 7 million people. If you took the army out... I don't know how you do that. I don't know how you do that in war. But I don't even think what I want. This is what I want now from Joe. You know all these fucking seals. Have one on and ask the question. How many seals do you need to covertly go into North Korea and to take out Kim Jong-un? Because that's the real question. Once you kill him, do you really think that the 7 million people are just like blindly like that's like like a first move in Jacob? They tried to make a cigar bomb to take out Castro. There you go. That's what I'm saying. I'm, listen, he wasn't the, hold on, as hold on. bad that's the first as this move guy. In Jenga, nothing hold on, forget change. it. We're, forget that. A drone alone. There's no way they don't have a drone that doesn't know where this guy is at, at almost every point in the day and couldn't just easily drone strike him. Maybe he has some like nuclear fail safe going. Like if I die and I don't, you know, call this number within every 45 minutes, a nuclear bomb gets launched. I wish they had some bombs. A North Korean sitcom. <laughs> you know, I mean, how do you have a laugh track? They're all starving. It's <laughs> just, it, it's just, it'd be so interesting to see their uh, artistic propaganda. How do we even know this show. guy has nukes? Like, you're not allowed into his country. He says he has nukes. Isn't that the play? Because everyone knows like who sold sh- it to him. A shitty. Oh, I guess yeah. If you know who sold it to him. I mean, we know how Russia was selling uh, submarines. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a fucking nuke. And how many? That's the real question. Because if they have one, can't isn't there some sort of countermeasure to a nuke if you know exactly where it's coming from? <laughs> I always joke that those aren't tests because they probably launch the most missiles just out of the blue in the world. Yeah, they're always launching. Of any fucking, country. Yeah. And they're called tests. Yeah. I think they just total failed. <laughs> this was a time he did a speech of tomorrow the world will be ours and it just crashed in the water and they go okay back to the drawing board like binky in the brain and that's all i got on her that's it huh wow. well we sort of jumped around there yeah yeah my bad whatever is it us or them i think they've already won i contend that they've already won you yes. don't think we'll see a hot war in our lifetime I don't know. I mean, again, I think eventually what they'll do is they'll just get to a point where they control everything monetarily and and every massive resource that we need. And then they'll just fucking cripple everyone's economy to the point where you have to play ball with them. What is North Korea giving to China? Sex slaves, organs. and uh, one Like there must be some reason they're letting this guy just do whatever the fuck he wants up there, right? Imagine having the starved liver of a North Korean in your body. Prostitution, sex slave, and organs harvesting. Like it's like a farm. Mm -hmm. They just breed. That's who they use to do all their genetic testing on. Whatever you want. Keep in mind too. I'm pretty sure that there's um, there's North Korean slave camps in Russia, in like Siberia. Everyone's getting a piece of the pie. You get organ three hours if you need it. Everybody over there. So they bring up North Koreans mm-hmm. as slaves to work in these, and they're like, you know, they're in the middle of fucking nowhere. You couldn't get there if you really tried. That kind of shit. It's crazy. We call ourselves civilized, but mm, I don't know. Bubbles. She she can't handle bubbles. She can't handle bubbles? Carbonation drinks. Like it's Oh, just yeah. Too, she it's was like, rough. yeah. Like, whoa. I know when Joe was what like, what are you guys really? doing here? Well, it's like, who is telling us that... Um, or maybe it wasn't even on this podcast. Anyways, people eating chocolate for the first time think it tastes like shit. Mm-hmm. American chocolate. They're like, it's like literally like poop in their mouth. Is that people that have had real chocolate? No, or I think this is people who have never... never had anything before. I think if you have real chocolate, hmm. you get that like. So it's a taste that you have to acquire as like a kid? Because then why do kids like it? I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's an American palate thing. I have no hmm. idea. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I misheard. No, maybe not. I mean, maybe it's just a mind thing. Like you psychosomatically, it looks like shit. But I was watching something the other day and they gave, can't remember if it was an alien or, but they gave them chocolate. Oh, you know what it was? I rewatched Stargate Oh. with um, Kirk Douglas. No, not Kirk Douglas. Um, Kurt Russell. Yeah. Terrible movie. Great storyline. Anyways, they he gives the alien person, who's actually just a human, uh, the chocolate. <laughs> Anyways. But then I thought to myself, I wonder if they would actually like it or if they had never tasted that before. Would that be good? Like, we just assume that chocolate is the best thing ever because every 
alien stupid movie we've ever watched the guy gives the person or when we watch a world war ii movie they give them chocolate right like well, i mean a world war ii movie makes more sense because chocolate is like a again i think european chocolate is very different than american chocolate so these americans coming over with not only like it's the worst chocolate because it's american ration chocolate yeah you know and they're giving it well, You're just seeing, it's like, it's just like how they only show you the clip they want. Like they show you the yeah. American handing the kid the chocolate. He takes it, he puts spits it in his mouth, it he spits yeah. it out. It tastes like it, shit, it, sir. Well, it's like, um, and this is true from Band of Brothers there. You know, when they took the Jews out of the concentration camps, when they were liberating them, yeah, the they couldn't Americans feed them right away. fed them right away. Yeah, and they away, were like, take away the food. it caused them, their stomachs to, to bloat, explode. Yeah. Like, so they had to then... So imagine that you're uh, starving to starving death. to death in these concentration camps. You finally get rescued, and then they say, "No, you can't eat yet." Like, dude, this is just too much, man. At least give him some water. If you know you are oppressed, you are not oppressed. I thought that was the most powerful thing she said. Yeah, I don't totally agree with that though. That's ridiculous. I totally see where she's coming from. I get it. it. It's, it's a great a sentiment. Quote. Yes, I understand. It's it's but not. I just it it. It takes away from people that there are people living in North America that are oppressed. You just might like, you might not like the level of oppression that they're getting compared to North Korea, but it's just, it still doesn't, it. it's just different yeah. levels of oppression. I get it, Kamar. If you're living in North America and you feel oppressed, you can listen to this chick story and be like, okay, you know what? It's not that bad. I had some Taco Bell yesterday, whatever the fuck it is. But yes, I, I don't know. It, it is a good sentiment. Let's rate it. This one was great. This one gets a four. Four point three five. I give it a five. That's like a five from Simon, pretty much. Whoa, whoa! You have to listen to this one. I give it. A, I give it a four six. I, 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 wow. Well, what? I mean, this intense. and Francis and Gone. This, this and the Francis and Gone, like, are my two top picks of the year so far. If you had to listen to, if you hated Joe Rogan's podcast, like, I'll put it to you this way: If someone was like, I despise Joe Rogan's podcast. I think he's a right wing conservative piece of shit. I. I would, these are the two this year that I would hand on a platter and say, really, I think you should maybe listen to these two. And But it might get sticky at the end there. Well, whatever she, okay, you could, but again, she's someone talking from her heart and whether you appreciate what she's saying or not. It, because of the robbery, you mean? Uh, no, because she, she gets into genders and, and wokeness and cancer culture. So, but that's how it's all a slippery slope. And she's sort of against it. I mean, she has a right to her opinion just I know, because but she's a North Korean. There's a thing that happens when you hear someone, you hear something, and all of a sudden you hear something that totally goes against your belief system. Some can be a negative shock to you. And maybe that's where some people lose her. But yeah, the, everything she said is powerful. I, I just fear it will make no change. Um, Joe Rogan's podcast has been on for 10 years, and as far as like massive change, I don't think it makes a lot of that. I think it makes minor change. Like when you hear in the last guy, Evan Heffler talking about like, you know, you've changed all, I think it makes change on a small level, on an individual level, but, or it can ruin a campaign, Bernie Sanders. There's no foreseeable reason why North Korea will change anytime soon. No. You have to tell people what to do. And Joe doesn't do that. He does a good job. He has the people on, but he doesn't like say, now go out and put a stop to this Joe Roganites, you know what I mean? The same way like another podcast might use their people to, it's just not his thing. I'm not saying whether it's yeah, yeah. right or wrong, but no, you're if, right. if you're yeah. saying that this is going to turn the dial on North Korea, keep fucking dreaming. Like, no, 
Yeah, no way. Most no of way. the people who listen to Joe Rogan would never act anyways, and there's no prompting to do it. This is just another informational. Also, what are you going to do? Like, you're going to write your congressperson and say you want to go to war with North Korea? You're going to try sending if, money to the if everyone did, North don't Korea? they have to? Like, does, is that how it works? Uh, no, it's not. Kumar. What are you? What are you new <laughs> to politics? Was, I was going to bring a hypothetical. What if they had oil? Or coal tan, or some like, abundance of this. Do you think history would be different, or or China would just have already crushed them? Well, yeah, I, I don't even understand how they're able to operate up there, but they're because South be. Korea operates all off technology. You know what I mean? It's not like it um, exports a lot of food or uh, uh, livestock. I mean, it does, but. It's big thing is technology. Yeah, I know, but North Korea's big thing could have been technology if they haven't been kept in the dark ages. You know what I mean? By a tyrannical leader. Yeah. We also don't like, did you Google what North Korea has as far as resources? Do, does anyone know? The sex. Uh, no, no, that's what she, that's like what what she their, said. That's what not their what, exports are? No, I know they don't have exports because they, there's, no com, there's no countries that will do business. I think with there's them. economic sanctions on them. Yes, there are. But my point is, is like, just because, listen, you can have fertile land that could grow a plethora of things but you don't grow it because the infrastructure in your country is fucking zero or like they could have a massive coal mine or whatever mine uranium but they just don't know how to mine uranium or if they had uranium we're in a lot of trouble it's just it's weird that we have they are the are they the worst most worst off country in the world feels that way i I have no idea man yeah, they, it's got to be up there. Some place we don't know about that's just a little bit worse. I mean, the fact that they absolutely cannot leave without the threat of being executed. I can't think of another country where that exists. So how... Although what, I'm sure I'm wrong about that. I Burma. mean, there's got to be some. Yemen. Yeah, yeah, there's got to be a few, yeah. I mean, again, the Middle East is dicey. I'm sure there's a lot of countries where... They say you can leave, but you probably can't. I mean, you fucking can leave, leave Israel. You know what I mean. I'm not talking about Israel. Oh, actually, I'm talking about other uh, countries. No, I'm just thinking like Palestine. I'm sure you can leave Palestine if you want to. Well, if you can, I'll, uh, well, if you, it's yeah, very bad. Most in people Lebanon don't right have now. the means for sure. It's a tough walk getting out of there. Too. I, I'm thinking of very places where they militarily keep you in, where yeah. there are people at the borders. That's what I'm saying. Who are making sure you don't leave? Uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna to go a with North Korea. Nation. So my question was, how is this different from China? Like, because China, they have electricity. There in are it. obviously places in China where um, you can have money. Yeah, a lot of money, which is weird because it's communist. Um, yeah, but they run on like a capitalist system now. Think about it like classes. this: like they have. So they don't have a democracy, you can't vote, but all the capitalistic things are in place in a way, except that the government... They're once all you, run by the government. Except once you become a certain size, you have no choice but to involve the government in it, which I guess could be a good or a bad thing, depending on... I mean, I think it's a terrible thing, but, you know, a certain... Like, if you're an Alibaba, for example, and you're growing, who knows? China, the government stepping in, they could be like, we want this thing to be the biggest thing since sliced bread. Next thing you know... You're a Chinese billionaire, but it doesn't matter because you're, again, you could go to jail at any fucking hey, moment. You know what's sort of ironic and probably not the right use of the word is that TikTok is just a home run for China. Of course. Give us all the info. 
all the facial scans. Well, I don't mean want to, be to with you repeat all something I heard on Sunday papers, but I will. Do it. I'm just warning you now so you're not surprised when you hear it later. Mm-hmm. But it's the same way that they looked at the slot machines, right? It's this maximization of people's delinquency. And they that's all it is. That's all they figured out the absolute best way to do it with TikTok. It's the crowning achievement of all the like if all the social media things were uh Yeah. Well and they're smart too because Instagram or like Facebook or whatever, they just put the platform out and then they let you interact with it. Now, again, once it went on, they start, you know, deciding kind of what you can see, what you can't, but TikTok, their whole thing is like, oh, welcome to the platform. This is your first video. Here's 4 million likes, you know, and you're like, what the fuck? I've never had 4 million likes. What are these? And it's just a Chinese like farm just going, this guy's new. Let's get him hook, line and fucking sinker. I don't know if it's necessarily that, necessarily that. I think they throttle your video and you actually get human likes. Okay. But then... You don't get thrown after. Well, yeah, because then you're then it's like you know you're trying to hit the I, fucking vein again. Because people said that like farms, but I I think it's it's now just a monster. But th- there could be something. But there are a lot of like farms. Like Reddit is fucking a better TikTok. That could be a thing that could definitely there like farms. rival YouTube though. Like if TikTok, it has enough users that if enough people, if they just made videos a thing, it may be rivaling it right now. No, I, I'm saying we were talking a couple of weeks ago about like how there's just no rival for. But you might want to look at how long YouTube's been around to how long TikTok's been around, so its growth. But there could be something that trumps, forgive me for lack of a better word, TikTok two years from now. That all that is just. Yeah, but you're forgetting that everything. Okay, but you're also forgetting that as the world becomes more connected, as in like as third world countries. Once a cell phone gets in every person's hand, then of course, eventually the growth can be exponential and YouTube will be too old and archaic by then. So something, of course, will come along the same way something will come along and crush TikTok. It just needs, you need more of these in more hands. It's coming. I don't know what rate, how long it'll be. Well, again, it's how, you know, it, it's a weird thing because a country like China wants to keep certain, like a lot of countries down, but you also want to sell them stuff. So it's a weird... All the things I've used, China knows so much about me. Oh, yeah, you're fucked. You, you know what I yeah, mean? They, they, they could bring me back with the uh, wire personality, CIA yeah. or FBI. Oh, yeah, you're fucked. They could describe me to T. Yeah. Know exactly where to find me 24 hours a day. Okay, we're going to take a break and then do the next two, or are we going to? Yeah, I think that's probably prudent. Okay. I think this was the longest of them. I don't even think we have a paid ad, so it doesn't really matter where we break. We could do a Joe break and talk about Jerome Wilson for like 10 minutes and then just stop. And break it up? It was a joke. I was joking. Oh, no. I I thought, let's fucking do it. Okay. No, we're going to take a break. We're going to pay a bill and we'll be right back. 1692, Jason Wilson. Thank you to someone. Men, feelings, identity, emotions. That's what your, that was your subtitle for this guy? That's what you wrote down? What I really got from this one is that you crying over the lions isn't the same thing. (laughs) Sure. What does that mean? I I wasn't crying out of anger or frustration. 
No, just like, it's okay for guys to cry. I cry all the time. I don't want to make it seem like I made fun of Kamar crying because men crying is like a funny thing to me. I don't care. Cry. Like I'm telling you, I cry all the time. Every third commercial I watch, if it has anything to do with being a dad or a dog, I am fucking like, I cannot help myself. Um, <laughs> but the lion thing, like just to revisit that for a second, it was that... We've talked about really sad things on this podcast, really horrendous things like this Yemeni park. You don't bat an eye, you know what I mean? I don't think the lion thing was sad. I think it was like really touching. No, no, but I'm just saying any display of emotion. I don't display emotion? Well, not to that point. That was the, that was the most emoting we've ever seen Kamar do, and it had to do... That That's was, not true. That's not true. I think Kamar talking about, um, if I may, Kamar. I think Kamar talking about his dad. Maybe I got choked up. Well, I, I is that the I, I just felt like that was the most emotional. Like it felt away. Okay, I mean, listen. No, it was the I, it, it felt like the most honesty I've ever gotten you without a comedic twist. To, I don't know. I, I don't think I'm coming out of this saying, "Hey, this guy said it's all right to cry." It's all right. Like, I'm not saying that. Okay, well, I'm saying it. It's all right to cry. Listen, it was just a weird place to cry. I've cried a bunch. More than I'd like to admit. Be- drinking, I was the worst. Personally, I hate crying. I hate seeing men cry. I think if you cry, you're a pussy. I w- think when I cry, I'm a pussy. I hate it. Why? Despise it. I don't know. So this was a this was a tough listen. No, I like or this guy a, a lot. I love I love this guy. It's what, funny because belief is though when I I didn't really see his photo. I just saw the the blurb, and I was like, this should be a fucking MMA. What's going on here? And I started listening and I saw him and I was like, where do I recognize this guy from? And then they got to the video and I was like, oh, I love this fucking dude. Like I'd, I'd seen two of his videos before and no, I like him. I just, whatever. I know what he's saying and he's right. I'm not sitting here saying he's wrong. I just, I'm telling you what I have burnt into me. I think if this guy was in the room with you, he would say Matthew. I know what he'd say. Well, I lis- what was your dad like? I listened to this podcast. Yeah, and sure. Yeah. There's you a lot he of- might make you cry? If I was sitting in a room with him? No. No. Um, again, if, if I'm not drunk, it's not the easiest to get me to cry. Um, dog stuff gets me too. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that. Have either of you... Uh, Sorry, wait. Real quick. There's three things that get me. <laughs> no, no, no. I gotta. There's three things that get me. Uh, old men that are colorblind getting those glasses and putting them on for the first time. Yeah, that's pretty sad. That always gets me a little bit, a little bit verklempt. I think I know number two. Go ahead. The kid with the hearing aid. Kid with the hearing aid. Hearing his parents' voice for the first time. That's a tough one. Always gets That's me. That's better than the colorblind. That should be number one on your list. No, I, I, there's not a, I wasn't <laughs> putting it in order. I was just saying there's three things that like, and it's dog. Third. No, it's dog shit. Yeah. And then uh, those two. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Come on. Human suffering Matt can handle. No problem. <laughs> but the dogs. No, it's just I feel human suffering in like a different way. Because I just like, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's weird. There's something, okay, like the colorblind glasses, it's, I think it's just that we all take it for granted and you never think about it. So like, you know, like I like taking photos. I couldn't imagine trying to take photos colorblind. It would just be like, especially if you're really colorblind, like I, 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 like you watch a lot of movies. Yeah. Imagine being colorblind. No, video games. Forget colors for a second. (laughs) We're past the colors. (laughs) I watch a lot of movies. Yes, I do. You watch a lot of movies. Yeah. Um, they're like made to make you cry. They use special gimmicks to make you sure, cry. Yeah. That's, you know. I don't cry in movies. Never. No. You never cry in movies. No. 
I don't have a kid. He's a real tough guy. Forget. Okay, yeah, sure. The kid is a big I think one. that changes things, so but I'm giving you that. The weed is like the big no. denominator. No, you like did cry at Pineapple you... Express. No, not, a weed not weed movies, <laughs> just smoking weed. It's the big uh, level. No, I think, I think maybe the weed uh, maybe like dumbs it down for me. Not that I feel less, but I just like will express less of my feeling. Uh-huh. If that makes any sense, because of the weed. Like maybe inside I'll be thinking like a ton of shit, but on my face will be written, are you even watching this? You know what I mean? That sort of thing. Does that make like, a, yeah, no, no, it totally does. It totally does. I was just trying to think of when I, uh, when I cry, but when um, you open the waterworks, you know, when I cried a lot, is that the Olympics? First of all, I got so into the Olympics. If I said anything bad about the Olympics, Kamar, sorry. It, it, that, that's the majority of the post Joe. Oh, is it? Okay, I won't even. I won't. Great. I'll just say. I'll just let you guys. Do I it. really got into it. It's leave it there. Leave it there. And I cry because that is like raw. Well, we're talking about crying, Kamar. I can't I, I, not I, talk I, about. You're going to make him cry is the problem during the Jason Wilson episode. <laughs> if I want to make Kamar cry, all I got to do is pull up the video of the fucking two lions and the hyenas and guaranteed waterworks. Okay, so you guys like the Olympics? I get it. Yeah, and you want to save that for the post show? So men crying, yeah. Matt doesn't like it. But you also think people are weak if they do it. That's weird. Did I say that? Yeah. No, I said you're a pussy. There's a big difference. <laughs> is there? Just a couple yeah. of pussies. <laughs> what is the difference between being weak and being a pussy? I don't know. But one exists for sure. Okay. I also started off by saying I've cried far, far, far more than I'd ever like to admit. I'm not. Like, I'm, I don't think there's a bartender in Ottawa that hasn't seen me shed tears <laughs> legitimately. So the saddest of crying. <laughs> yeah, like legit. <laughs> and does liquor make you cry more because it makes you more honest, or does it make you cry more because it makes you less able to control your emotions? I think that's it. The, the second, second one. Yeah. Not even that. I just think like I, I don't know. You don't think that what people I say think like Bill Burr. You know, Bill Burr talks about how he's just got all these years of shit just built up in his chest that he's just constantly pushing down. Like I think that's it. And then when I get drunk, I just like. That's the other thing too. When I'm drunk, I usually, I deal with my emotions in the wrong way. So I'll like take out. Let's say I'm mad at Kamar. I'll take it out on you. And then I'll beat myself up because I'm like, I didn't even fucking. I wasn't even mad at fucking Simon. It's Kamar's thing. Yeah, when I'm drunk. Yeah, when again, I haven't been drunk in eight years, so. You won't do that when you're sober. No, when I'm sober, I have a much better grasp on absolutely everything in my you life. You find it a lot easier to express anger and fear. Yes, 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 yes. Far more. Have either of you guys ever just punched someone in the face? No. Like for no reason? Well, he was saying that this is a common thing for some people. Um, no. Where he comes from. Yeah. To I'm just like- sort of lash out and punch someone in the face. So yeah, I, I mean, we I think were at, we were ahead of the game at that point. <laughs> no disrespect, we but had I a think a little more ability to express our feelings. And I think he was from a rough neighborhood. Well, that, everyone he knew died. He was shot, uh, heart attack, diabetes. Like, I mean, listen. Anytime the Joe, list he went on was like, oh, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Anytime Joe brought up hand to hand combat, he was quick to point out, like, yeah, where I'm from, it's guns, so. So we're not really talking time. so much about like how can I fucking arm bar this guy as much as I'm talking like and then diffusing anger. We don't carry the same anger from places where he comes from, so he's much more important. Um, I think this guy also is good at diffusing situations because people aren't used to that sort of super calm energy that it fucks with your 
you know what I mean? Like when you're up in someone's face or you're angry or you're fucking, and someone's just super calm towards you, you're almost just like, what the fuck is going on here? Like I'm being a dick and yelling and this guy should be yelling back, but they're like, well, this is sort of what he does is when people come into the class or whatever, before they start training, he's like, how are you doing? I wonder if the world would be a different place if people took more genuine time to find out how people are doing. You know, like he's talking to waitresses or whoever, like, as it, as it, it keeps rolling, but how often do you go through when you're angry about something, but you act like you're happy? Or... I think the other problem too, though, is that everyone's got a big wall up. I can't tell you how often I've genuinely asked someone how they're doing, and they've they've given me the same old bullshit answer, and I know it's the same old bullshit answer. And what are you going to do? You're going to pry at that point? Well, like, he does, I guess. Sure. I mean, I've tried a young man or whatever. Listen, I've tried prying, and it never ends up well for me. So I've given up on it. Like helping people is not my thing. I'm really sorry. I've tried. For years, I'm not good at it. I can't help people. I can't help myself. What about his uh, his buddy who said he could take the car? <laughs> um, and he was supposed to drive, but he, he, oh, he yeah. took the car and it flipped. No, his mom said, or his grandma, right? His mom said to him, don't take the car. It's going to flip. Yeah. So he said to his buddy, well, you can take it. I'm not, I don't yeah. feel like driving. The car did flip. Yeah, why didn't you tell me, motherfucker? <laughs> yeah. He comes back and tells him. Yeah, I, I, there was a premonition was going to happen. So one time I remember, crazy, eh? I was in a car with like the boys. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, in, in air quotes. Mm-hmm. And bad things were about to happen. They were doing like bad stuff, and I remember thinking to myself, like really clearly, get out of the car. Yeah, you got to get the fuck out of this car. And I remember making them stop the car and letting me out. And it was like a, it was a super lame thing. You know what I mean? Nobody looked kindly on it but i was just like i gotta get out of this car i gotta get out of this car and they all got arrested that night after you keep in mind those guys those guys (laughs) didn't look kindly those guys didn't look kindly on anything so yeah no it was just one of those moments though you know what i mean where things could have gone drastically different for me change from that moment forth how you saw all those people like you, you saw i am no i just making better was able to see a situation before it happened I'm glad that we're I don't different. know what that means. He said, "Become what you desire." It's a, it's a will thing, you know what I mean? No one's holding you back. I mean, I, the only time I had problem is when he said, "It's where do you get the power from?" And he was like, "God." God sent him signals, you know what I mean? And he doubled down and said he wasn't religious, but it's just these signs, um, the car flipping story, and his wife giving birth in a hospital, almost dying. You just don't like that he called it God. Well, I, I think we're sort of, if, if we want to get on the enlightened path that he's on sort of thing, the, we got to find our, our symbol from God and go, go from that. I mean. It's much sure. easier just to talk to him. Well, you don't want to do what he's doing. You're, you're not out there wanting to help people. You just want to... Oh, I mean, no. To to me, it'd be, I'd be wanting to better communicate my feelings, angers, and desires without sounding combative. Which is what, you know what I mean? I'll put it to you this way. It's got to, it, it just has to be easier going through life believing in God. Yes. yes. Because and practicing uh, 20% of it. <laughs> 5% of it. I, and I, the only reason I say that is because Every bad thing that happens to you, you can just write off as God's plan. So, you know, you fuck up and make a bad decision. Well, that's just, that's the path I'm walking. I was supposed to, that's God's plan. How can you, you know, I just, let me give you an example. Like 
him and Joe waxed poetic about how um, jujitsu and like martial arts have really like Joe especially was like maybe the man I am today and like probably wouldn't be where I am and that's that's a fine statement that's a fair statement maybe he wouldn't be maybe he would I believe that Joe Rogan is the type of person that probably would have made it successfully in whatever endeavor because he's just a hard worker they also then earlier in the show pointed out that he was like I can't tell you how many guys are black belts in the gym and white belts in life so like it doesn't just necessarily like it's tough to put it all together is my point this guy obviously has his shit together He's a hard worker. He, it's not easy for everyone to do that. And I think it's tough for a lot of people to turn it around. I think, you know. I mean, in Joe's defense, I guess, martial arts are good because I agree. it keeps these aggressions in check. Listen, right? I wasn't specifically. I wasn't saying you shouldn't do martial arts and it's all a sham. I'm just saying is at the end of the... They said this early. He said the whole black belt in the gym, white belt in life thing. They said that early. And they said it as like a, a throwaway, you know, kind of joke. Just I'm sure they... They're not talking about everyone. I bet the majority of people that they roll with have their shit together. But my point was just, he made it seem like if you're in, you know, this is the solve all for life is, I mean, listen, my nephews were over the other day. I told them both. I was like, you guys should take jujitsu just to learn something. Oh, I'm sure some people go through jujitsu and are still dicks. But not if someone reaches out and says, what's going on? Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just think, again, you know, Joe does this thing too where one episode, you know, I'm sure we could dig up a million episodes where he talks shit about some gym owner or a coach at a gym or a guy that runs a gym. It's not all bells and whistles. Like there's shitty gym owners. It's not like everyone's not going to be this guy. And this guy out. says it's tough. It's tough being this passionate. Like it takes a toll on him. I bet. He can't do it forever. Listen, I mean, the fact that this guy was like, I treated my first, what was his daughter? He was like, I made a lot of mistakes with my daughter. You know, I, I wasn't a good father. I, but I'm trying to learn with my son. I don't know. That was that was huge. It made me think. I was like, he my, made a transition. It, it was like he was just living this way. Yeah, walking on water this whole time. Definitely. And you don't get a second chance with your kids. No, like, you do not. You never get those ages back. You know what I mean? If you were a shitty father from the time they were one till seven, you don't. Well, I guess you do if you have another kid, but not with that kid. I mean, keep in mind though. Like, I'll use my dad as an example. You know, one through seven, we had like a. We were tight. Like my parents got divorced at six, but my dad was, you know, around for six years. So, you know, everything was gravy. And then when they divorced, uh, it just got real dicey. Like he didn't, you know, as far as I know, he didn't show up for the custody hearing. So that's a big red flag for me. My mom gave him every second weekend. And like most of those second weekends, I stayed at my grandmother's. He was out partying, doing whatever. That like, to me, the one to seven didn't matter because I barely remember that shit. I remember the fucking eight to 20 where like, you know, our relationship just fucking sucked. And in his defense, like this guy spoke about it. Like I know my dad's dad was not a good dad. And I know that his dad was a fucking piece of shit. You know what I mean? Like the belt just got lower as the, as the generations went. And my dad just, I'll remember my dad, the biggest thing for him was like, he'd fucking lose it. Snap had the worst temper. He would just snap on me for nothing, for nothing. And then like an hour later, he would calm down and he'd come and like apologize. But to me, the apology meant fuck all. Because I was like, you already snapped. So like coming now and apologize. And you're going to do it again. So like it really. But now that I'm my age, like. But if you had a kid. Yeah. You would see that like sometimes you snap. I get it. You had a shitty day at work. Listen. Your kid came up to you at the wrong time. You didn't let me and finish. I'm, I'm, okay, sorry. I was just going to say though, even being my age without a kid now, I still see that it's not, you know, 
you don't know everything when you're a kid. You can't see it all. Yeah. So you don't know what they're going through. Like, listen, I'll say this. My dad at my age made a lot of terrible decisions, the age I'm at now. And like in his 30s, a lot of what I consider to be really detrimental to his life decisions. And I've tried to use that to be like, I don't want to make these same decisions. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's Have you t- ever talked to him and broke it down like this really hurt me or... No, and I don't care. I don't care to. No, I don't care to. He's been through a lot in his life, and I don't want to bring any of that up either. I am going to have him in here, and we're going to do. I want to at least get on tape the story of that night from both of our angles. There's no way you could cry in that scenario. Uh, no, not unless we brought some drinks in. No. I just don't. I've let Kamar. You know what the truth is? Is I've let most of it go. I realize that he's a human being. That he wasn't perfect. That he probably had me too young and didn't want a kid. Like he gave a kid up before me. It's not easy. Life isn't easy. Having well, kids isn't easy. If you like, let it go, that's fantastic. Because sometimes you don't let it go. You just put it somewhere else. But, I mean, that's all you can do. It's sort of, in some way, you just forgive him and we go from here. And the next thing you do to me is what I'll judge you by. I mean, listen, I got lucky. I have a great stepdad. Like, he's an engineer. He taught me a lot of shit. Yeah, I wanted to give a shout out to my stepdad. Yeah. And again, like, you know, it's it, it takes a village. So you can't, like... If one of your parents isn't that great growing up or you don't have a great relationship with them, like, get over it. It's okay. There's a lot of, like, again, this chick <laughs> walked through the Gobi Desert. The chick before this walked through the Gobi Desert, so, like... Yeah, but your worst day is your worst day, man. I get it. Listen, when he said... Was it him who said, you know, don't hold your parents' uh, divorce? Like, don't take that personally because that'll stay with you forever. Like, dude, that stuck with me forever. Mm-hmm. It was only till I really got old that I realized, like, oh, there's no way... There's no fun. Like these people shouldn't have been together in the first place. That had nothing to do They're with both me. In better places. Oh yeah, just toxic been. people together who happen to have kids, and like I guess I'm lucky because of that. But yeah, that stuck with me for a long time, for sure, for a long time. Anyway, sorry, keep going. Yeah, kids are weird like that though, because yeah, you have no idea. You just well, whether you, that even affects them or not. Like you don't know. Unless, you don't know if your dad's crying behind the scenes. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't know what the fuck's going on. Unless you have those difficult conversations. Like when I was in, uh, I was a terrible student. Terrible. I would always wait until the last minute to study. And then my dad would help me all the time. He'd help me study. He'd help me like write my essay. I was just terrible. I was a terrible student. I wasn't stupid. I could do it all. I just would rather be out doing something else. And I remember one time he was helping me with an exam. No, I was writing an essay or something. And he was in Montreal because my grandmother was really sick. And he would go there like four days a week to sit beside her bed, which is... I guess you don't understand that until your parent is sick. Because I can't even... But he was there all the time. Like, all the time. And I had this thing due, and we were talking on the phone, and he was trying to help me, like... I was typing and he was talking and telling me where I should fix it up and blah, blah, blah. And he got all aggravated. He said, I'm just coming home. Just coming home. And he drove home and she died while he was helping me with the stupid exam. And forever I thought like he held that against me. Just in the back of my head. Yeah. And I brought it up and he didn't even remember. Like he never put the two (laughs) things together. That was something I had made in my head. Mm. And that's why this all brings us back to the four agreements. Because that was, I broke one of the agreements. You you know what I mean? Well, I took it personally and I made assumptions. I broke two agreements in the same thing. See, I did it because my parents, as I remember it, my parents went to a PTA meeting when I was in like grade one. And leaving, they got in a massive blowout argument. 
and then they got like separated the next day. So for me, I was like, like it happened that fast. Yeah. You know PTA, what I mean? There was, yeah. 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 It was out. like happy family. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Your son's a fucking a retard and just boom, that blew up the family. Yeah. I think that might be, you never know too. Like this is the weird shit that's like, uh, that a psychiatrist might bring out. That might be why I always hated school. Also, my very first day of school, a kid robbed me. Well, both of those things could... Uh, yeah. Your very first day of kindergarten, a kid robbed you. No joke. Like at gunpoint? No, no. Like I had like a... No, obviously not a Yeah, gunpoint. no. I had two like figurines in my bag. And this kid came up and was like two... He was like a couple grades older. And apparently he robbed like three other kids too. That kid went on to be Kamar Hargadon. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised. Kamar, what else you got from uh, this Have guy? you guys ever had a waiter who seems like they're going through something? Yeah. And I was a like waiter a, for 10 years. No, no, I always, every waiter is going through something. No, but his point being was like he experienced going for dinner that he liked and he noticed like there's a way to go through. He's like, look, you got to not be here. It's the worst if your waiter is going through something that you feel like a burden if you've come to this place. Like it's the most selfish thing, but you would never go to them like, what's going on? But do you think you should do what? He suggested doing, which is say, listen, I appreciate that you may be having a bad day, but I need you to get me another waiter. Absolutely. Yeah. Unless you want to have that horrible experience. I can't even like. I think, hold on. Though. Even if it's I get abuse. a terrible meal, I still tip the 20% and I just go on my way. There's the no way I'm different. asking for the another waiter. Different. I just feel like it's a, it, it, it's a, a bit rat. presumptive right off the, the jump. Like they could be finishing a crate. Like, you know what I mean? It could just be crazy busy that second they sat you down. You haven't even given them a chance. I get it. If you've ordered apps and they're just well, a fucking dick. This guy's saying he reads people. I mean, he seems we like We all it. know what he's talking about. And yeah, of course. It's like, it seems like the impolite thing to do. Is that, that what would hold you back from? I'll put it to you this way. I don't find that asking to be moved to another section or have another waiter is maybe so impolite. What I do find impolite is to pull the waiter in who's probably busy and be like, hey man, you seem like you're going through it. Let's take a few minutes and discuss that. Like, dude, there's six other tables that haven't gotten <laughs> waters. Like, I don't he's have time to fucking. Yeah, he's like, listen, I'm probably still going to tip you 15%, but good talk, buddy. You know what I mean? Like, but he was talking about if you don't do that, if you just take the bad service and go through the night and, and you're sort of upset on the way home, you're driving going, I let that happen. Like, now you're harboring that. So I would say 90% of servers. Unless you are a total asshole, they feel bad if they've given you what they feel is subpar service. Maybe I'm wrong. I think it's a shitty place because any place that sort of cares about their waiters are like engaged and like. As you're saying that, I'm like, does waitressing breed psychopaths? Um, do you think? Do you think that most waiters, if they did badly, they care? I think if you're, I'll put it to you this way: depends if, where you are in your career. That's okay. That's the point I was going to make. If you're, if you've been in it for a few years, you're past the point where like the industry shat you out because you were terrible and you shouldn't have been in there. Cause there's a lot of that too. There's a lot of people that come in for a weekend serve cause they're hot or whatever this, that, and the next, I think if you've been in it for a few years, yeah, I think you do care. Now, again, I think, I think there's also the other side of it where there's a lot of people that are terrible diners and terrible fucking people and they don't realize it and no one's ever going to tell them. And that's what he forgot to mention. I don't think he's that guy. I bet he's a super polite, I'd, I'd probably be a privilege to serve this guy. But he's forgetting that there's that other 40% of people out there that treat waiters like absolute fucking garbage. Restaurants are in a crazy place right now, eh? Yeah. Like, I've talked to enough people 
they cannot find staff. No, they can't. Or restaurants because people are like, I'll do anything besides that with that much time off. Well, they have to stop the payments too, right? Like as long as people are getting CERB money. Well, hopefully that'll change it or they're going into different sectors of work. I think the other thing too is like, I wouldn't go back to serving if I had to wear a mask in the summer. It's a fucking, that's, especially when all the diners have no masks on. I don't know. It's a fuck. You have to wear a mask at any, um, like if you work at a weed store, if you work at, everybody's wearing masks. So you know what I mean? At least at a weed store, it's most likely air conditioned and very air conditioned. I see what you're saying because they're outside working. You're in a hot patio with a fucking mask on. You can't, you know, any, and, and it's such a touchy time right now that, you could be a waiter. You go behind the bar for a sec. You yep. you take the mask off for a sec to scratch your face and some fucking Which asshole. It doesn't make any sense because the people don't have masks that are sitting at the table. Like That's what I just said. The so waitresses don't need to wear masks at that point outside. One of my best friends is a chef. Yeah. And he's just stopped to become a mortgage broker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're the restaurant industry. So he said it is. Again, though, don't forget, I had a I had a CIA. I had a great, not CIA. I had a, a CIA <laughs> agent trying to make his druthers conspiracy like if the if you were trying to eliminate the middle class um, restaurant jobs are the best way to do it it's the best way for people who don't have any education to make not just decent money like good money in certain cases and if all of a sudden there's no serving jobs left you're literally stuck working for amazon or for you're you're stuck with a nine to five or something how, how does the upper class enjoy being in the upper class if there's no restaurants I don't know. Because there's not, it's, I think we all know there's not never going to be no restaurants. Then there'll be a lot of personal cooks to hire. Well, that too. But no, Kamara, I don't think restaurants are going away, but I think it's, it's, an, it's a tough it's time a, right now for sure. Uh, then they talked a lot about uh, knees and backs mm-hmm. and healing up and stuff. And there was that guy that put out the free videos. So that's uh, hopeful. Uh, Joe has been floating as much, eh? Like floating he doesn't have gone a by the wayside. Tank here. He Found said it. They, he has yeah. no float tank. They haven't built one yet. Do you think he's missing it? or? I feel like he actually didn't float as much as in the early days. But it wasn't like he was Even when he was in LA, he just stopped. Much. Exactly. So he didn't talk about it as much. It wasn't like a... At first, when he got it, every guest that came in, every there's guest. a float tank out there. You got to try it. This is the benefits. It kind of went away, it seemed like. Well, again... But he's also a cyclical guy. Then he got into hunting deep, and, you know, now... He's been in Texas for a while now. That yeah. might, that might also, correspond with when he stopped talking about the float tank, is all I'm saying. Don't you think that'd be one of the things he'd have put in his new compound? Maybe it just takes a while to build. Also, how much time do you have in the day? Like, okay, I gotta have a half-hour sauna, followed by a half-hour cold plunge. Uh, then I gotta do a half-hour float. So then yeah. I got to do an hour long exercise, half hour of bow work. Like, but the float may have been the, the dance that got him there. And now he's, it, he's the only uh, capacity to do so many things. And float has gone by. I the can't wayside. wait to hear the backstory of the comedy club he's opening. Cause that's obviously taking a lot of his time too. Uh, I imagine. Yeah. There must be a way to find out more. Well, I'm sure we will at some point. He'll probably talk about it. But, but obviously a lot of people know, right? I assume it's an yeah, because he tells them after the fact. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and they all have podcasts, and so they you tell would people. think, yeah. I mean, I assume. No, it's, I, I don't think it's public. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you. no. I was going to say, I just assume it's one of those like Texan things where Joe just assumed he could buy a spot, put up a club, and then some dude with like a with literally spurs on his boots and a hat came up one day and was like, 
I hear you're Mr. Rogan, and you'd like to open, you know, I'm the ombudsman, and well, unfortunately, this ain't zoned for it, sir. You know, and then it was just like some big dance, like, we don't really like your type around here. We understand you bow hunt, and that's nice. We also understand that you uh, vote Dem, and that's not so nice. Or, you know what I mean? It's, it could be anything. You I like feel gay it's a, people. Yeah, I heard you're pro-gay. That was a terrible accent. I don't even know what accent Whatever, it's fine. I Mine's feel like it's a deal either. that was like they were going to own him to use the space and stuff. And the the, the level to he thinks he's going to run this, you know, like everyone gets paid, everyone gets great food. Like He said everybody gets benefits yeah it's gonna be the nicest club in the country like he's gonna give for a year obamacare oh, we'll see we'll see rogan care no i'm t- I, what i mean is like for a year until his accountant hits him up and is like this fucking money pit of a club you have is not yeah, well this is what it seems it seems like like listen joe when you gave everybody a tesla it cost you some cash you know there's the tail of how this almost got fucked up and then finally happened i hope it works and i listen <laughs> and then there's a tale of how it got all fucked up and it was a nightmare to get out of it and well I'll never own a club again uh, listen or i'll not. give him credit if he if he pulls it off great i'll of give course. him credit for at least trying yeah. you know what i mean like if he tries and fails you got to still at least give the guy credit for saying listen i'm willing to put my own money up and try to pay comedians what i think they should be paid and give them the, the care you know all the credit to him i think i it, hope it works at the beginning i said it was too much of an undertaking well Again, he's rich. He can just get a fucking business guy in there to be like, I, I know I'm not going to make money on this, but let's work away, you know. Start it the way you want it run and then pass it off to... Yeah. Joe's not stupid. Yeah, better not call it Joe Rogan's <laughs> comedy club. No, he Keep never it, would. Keep no. it downtown pizza. Something like that, you know, generic. He's going to call it the comedy shop. This is a prediction? <laughs> the comedy shop. No. What was what was the club that was down there? The Laugh Stop? I don't know. I've never been. The Laugh Shop. Did we say that? No. Predictions? Laugh Shop. Are we predicting the name of his club? We just did. Uh, and then uh, Jason preached about rest. You know, nothing wrong with the catnap. You know what I bet he calls it? Mitzi's. That'd be cute. That's very good, Matt. But Mitzi's. again, it'd be a bummer for Mitzi's to come out of the blocks... Great. You should fizzle. write Joe Rogan a letter and suggest that. Yeah, we'll get it before Joe does. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, he's trying to run a decency academy. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Or like, uh, um, oh, forget it. I forget the name already. Go ahead. I just hope his, his message gets out to as many people. You know what I mean? I, I know I could be better at expressing my emotions and how I process them. The biggest thing is taking things personally. And if you've ever, like, played it through later that day, you go, oh, yeah, I can see how they're upset. And uh, they weren't really mad at me. They're just mad at the situation. I, I, for me, it happens the best on mushrooms or even, like, a microdose. It becomes very clear. There's nothing personal. It's just the person reacting how they are reacting. I think it's also just being in your own head. You, you blow things up. Like, a lot of the time, like Simon said, where you, you work this thing up in your head to be this monumental thing and then the other person's like I don't remember that didn't even happen or they have like you know you could be getting worked up about something and somebody else is you know going through something totally different you know what I mean absolutely and those two things just don't jive and but you you initially will take it personally of course yeah but that's why following those four rules is just a good way to go man definitely aren't they agreements Yes, Matt, they are agreements. Stickler for details. Well, just rules sound. No one wants a rule. 
People those, like agreement. Those four good pieces of advice there you go. will help you navigate these very trying waters. There you go. Rules are what North Korea has. It gave you real insight into what type of man his father was. This guy? When he was talking about taking the girl on the date. And then uh, right before he goes, the guy's like, just so you know, I know your dad. And he went and asked his dad yeah. about it. His dad was like, yeah, yeah. That guy left his wife with me like a bitch. What do you think so was going to happen? Her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was very odd. There, <laughs> Duh. I mean, next. So it's interesting that he even had to change from his father figure and realized that was wrong. And it made him respect this woman and stuff. I mean, I think all young men should listen to this. Yeah, probably a good counterbalance to porn. Especially if you're angry and you don't know why you're angry. He's, he glossed over his masturbation problem as a kid. <laughs> said, I had this masturbation problem as a kid. And then he just kept going and they didn't talk about it. So I still have it as an adult. I don't know what, what the problem Maybe was. Maybe that's one consistency, but no. Well, what, do you, what more do you want? Obviously, he used to masturbate a lot. It yeah, was a problem. Is that a problem? Like, that didn't we all? I think he means like, listen, when someone says a lot, I assume they're talking like seven, eight times a day type shit. I don't think they mean like, oh, when I woke up, I jerked off. And then when I went to sleep, it helped if I jerked off. Like, I just remember a time being a kid where you didn't have a lot to do. You know what I mean? You just whatever. You jerked off a lot. No, don't I look still at me like I still treat my life crazy. that way. This guy can jerk <laughs> off a lot. He's nothing's a lot changed. I felt like this guy is... A better uh, form of like David Goggins. Yes. Because David Goggins. Way better yeah. than David Goggins. Easier to receive, more palatable. I don't know how anybody receives David Goggins. Well, can David Goggins cry? No, that's a bitch move. I stuffed my tear ducts yeah. a long time ago, motherfucker, because tear ducts are for pussies, bitch. <laughs> get out right. there and get it. He doesn't cry. He sweats tears. Not even. He's like a dog. They come out of his paws. So maybe he only sweats from his palms and his feet. Maybe he pisses them in disgust. Get out of here, yeah. pussies. No, it yeah. seems like it's two totally different um, approaches. Approaches. One is like a military father that was like, "Are you gay? You better not be gay." And the other one seems like, uh, like a you know, like someone who turned a corner and is now like, "Listen, yeah, let's talk about being yeah. gay. Let's talk about your inner bitch." Why it's fucking with you? Yeah, he wants to go. On yeah, exactly. Side. Yeah, he'll he'll go to that. You have an inner bitch place, but he'll find a better way to get there without. Um, again, it's just I th David Goggins is prickly. Did you ever notice like big guys in high school? It was so awkward for them. I was such a Sometimes. small guy that I. Do you know what I mean? They were they were the, the the gentlest giants, but people would fuck with them and stuff. Go on, everyone was just a giant to you. Well, I was, dude, if you pull up, if you got a 1998 Glebe yearbook right now and found my photo, you would be like, they snuck like a grade sixer in here for a photo. Cause it just, dude, I was so fucking, I, I was you so like small. You were touring the school the year before getting ready for high school. It looked like I was touring like three <laughs> years before, like an enriched kid who and was like grown men with uh, gold watches. Watching, dude, there was the guys hallway. with like fucking chest hair, like glistening chest hair and gold chains. And yeah. I was like, I'm like, this is not going to be cool for me. And literally uh, I, I was like, I had so many female friends up till grade nine. And then the second we hit high school, I just, it was like, I wasn't there. Older guys had a lot of years. Oh, dude, it, yeah. I was gone. 
That's not just you, Matt. That's everybody who's. Oh, I'm listen. I'm not sitting here like, "Eh, poor me. I lost all your girls. Yeah. And then for one year, you didn't have any girls because you couldn't go to grade eights. That was crazy. You're a grade nine. You can't go back to. But then the next year, you had, you know, and then every. No, I dropped out by grade 10. So, and look what we did. It all worked out. All the older kids take away our kids. We run around, get drunk, and get into fights with other groups of kids. Yeah, if you just had girls right away, there would have been none of that. Yeah. Can I tell you? Okay, this is great. So, my first day of. um, First of all, that day where you go to Glebe in grade eight. They initiated me that day. So that was fun. The year before? Yeah. Oh, that's that's not good. Yeah. Yeah. So I assumed initiation was going to suck grade nine. Um, <laughs> the first day of school, Metcalf got it just like relentlessly. It was unreal. It was brutal. There was so many times where people were running at us and I was like, oh my God, I'm about to get it. And Metcalf got it. Um, what I was going to say though is this is the important thing. My first day of school... My last class was a gym class, which we did on the field at Glebe. And I don't, you don't know high school, so you don't understand. There was like 75 dudes lined up on the Glebe side, on the sidewalk. And I was like, oh, there's just like a lot of people hanging out um, for after school. This is like, oh, I guess this is high school. Dude, I get out of gym class. Like I change, I get out of gym class and I walk out onto First Avenue. And there's only what I can describe as a full-on Highlander gang war going on. Some guy had a brick in a fucking um, a pillowcase. Buffalo hit some guy with a skateboard. Like, dude, it was... I guess someone had fucked with someone from another school. So, like, 75 of them showed up to Glebe. So, my very first day of, of high school, I, I watched, like... I thought you were going to tell me that they were all waiting for you with paddles. Like, no, fucking no, dazed no, and no, confused no, no. at the baseball game. <laughs> no, but this is what's crazy. We leave this fight. I go to leave this fight, and we're walking to dance house, and a crew of boys, like, runs up on us. And everyone's like... Floyd, fuck off, get away, get away, get away. And I was like, fine, fuck you guys. Like, great friends I have. So I walked to the other end, just like, okay, fine. I'm just going to get it from all these dudes. And they gave it to all them. And I just walked away. I I remember being like right there, like, yeah, fuck you guys, bitch. You look like six and nine. It sounds like dazed and confused. (laughs) Okay, dude, yeah. I I hate it. I want to say he came out, the football players jumped him. And they would say, uh, would it have made a difference had you taken jujitsu for a couple of months before that happened? No. Like, could you pop a Kimura or no, he no. just smack you against a tree? Yeah, that's a problem when there's multiple people. And then I went to I went to Rito, and dude, the first day at Rito, I watched a guy. This guy goes to <laughs> this guy goes to pull his car out. I don't know what happened. I didn't see the initial altercation, but uh, I guess he nearly hit this dude. This dude punches in the driver's side window, grabs the guy while the car is still in like neutral. So the car is pulling forward into San Laurent Boulevard while this guy's getting dragged out and beaten. And I remember because someone told me, they're like, dude, Rito's pretty rough. Like it's where all the fucking, the dropouts and shit kids end up. And I was like, well, I'll be right, I'll be right at home. Yeah, and like first rough. day waiting for the fucking bus. Sure enough. All a bunch of kids. Like the story what's going on. he tells there right at the end. I guess it's not right at the end, but they tell the story of the guy. It's the two guys who fucking get in the road rage, road rage thing. Both families in the car pull over and shoot each other to death. Like, I can't be fucking right, man. There's got to be something going on. Well, that's <laughs> just that's just rage I can't, again, like when you say a billion dollars or whatever. I can't. It's so not in me. Well, you've never just hit someone in the he- face. That was I've like never my first just question. hit somebody you in the face, mean? no. You are going to be a lot better at... Um, 
controlling myself. Yeah. Just taking the anger upon yourself and trying to exert it in some fucking hostile, violent way. Yeah. I think, I think we're, I that, we all have an agreement on that. I, I don't think, I don't think if I had a gun, I'd be. That's I, what, I do not like fights or conflicts. That's why I think what this guy's doing is super noble and all of that. I just, it shocks me that there are that many young men who need that. You know what I mean? Around the who world. Who need to be talked down from. Around the world. Well, Yeah, but we didn't grow up, like I'm telling no, you. No, uh, totally. I just mean like, the, you know, you see a bad neighborhood in Canada and you're like, oh man, you know, this is like, I've, I've seen some like shady neighborhoods in Toronto and Vancouver for sure. Especially Vancouver has some real cracky areas, but. You go to a real fucking ghetto in the States and dude, it's another world. Like it's not like anything you're used to. Yeah. I'm not acknowledging that those things don't exist. I know I'm you're saying not. that it's hard for me of course. as a person of privilege. Mm-hmm. Not that That's I'm not what like I was. Using, I wasn't trying to say it that way. Either. I don't mean it like that though. I mean more privilege than these people growing up without fathers and shit. You know what I mean? So we're yeah. just the, in the same vein as uh, you know me, the things she saw on a day to day. Shootings, yeah. violence, whatever it desensitizes them to. Well, it also just but helps. Still fear it also anger. helps these kids because this guy's been through it. Like I can't go to the ghetto and be like, "Oh, let me help you, kids." You know, like you just nope. They well, need people that have been that have walked the walk and been there with them. In the suburbs. Yeah, little white guys and don't don't <laughs> usually do well when they go into try and make uh, motivational speeches in the ghetto. There's all we all have our scared straight demographic. <laughs> <But> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I just it's, it's like it's a problem but it's this is such a small again this would be a cool thing if this got amplified to the Twitters and the social medias of this guy's message of basically being better at articulating our emotions but I've I told you I saw this guy's video before he was on Rogan so it's it's out there it's not he, 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 he said yeah. that it got yeah. it went viral he didn't even know what in, viral in meant 2016 I mean, yeah never heard of it didn't know and good was. on Joe for bringing this guy on because this guy doesn't have the platform or you know what I mean? Like for all intents and purposes, uh, as far as people Joe has on, this guy's not on the radar. So good for Joe. No, yeah, not my favorite episode, but good on him for using his platform for something other than. I still like the episode. Rate it. I give it a four. I wasn't suggesting that we finish it. I was just. I think Kamar was done anyway. Mm. I still give it a four. Um, I like this guy a lot. I give it a 3.5. You give it a three point five. I liked him too. I just like the it, again. Uh, Why are you explaining? You rated a point five less I than me. Who cares? Some of it. I know, but I might even gone lower. Then go lower. Uh, whatever. Whatever. I thought this whole podcast. I thought Joe's whole podcast was about walking to the beat of your own drum and not fucking caring what anyone else no, says. You have to believe exactly what Joe Rogan believes. You're not allowed to listen to the podcast. Sick. Okay, moving on. 1693, Evan Haver. Now, of the three podcasts, this one has been amplified the most. Yes. To our disappointment. Um, I don't care. It's stupid. The amplification is stupid. Uh, The right cancels people too. Listen, this is how it works. Whatever one side does well, the other eventually adopts and does it as well. It's fucking since time and memoriam. So it's going to happen. It's ridiculous. Canceling anyone is fucking... Just stupid as shit. It doesn't even mean anything being canceled. 
It doesn't. Who do we know that's been canceled, who hasn't gone to jail? Even then, Bill Cosby, like you said, he's getting out, he's doing a fucking tour. And like you said, he'll Our, probably uh, sell Harvey out. Weinstein, I guess, is the only one. But he went to jail. So what I was saying was, uh, aside from going to jail, like, Louis's back, Brian Callen's back, Tony, you know what I mean? Like, I don't really know if anyone actually gets canceled. I think people get angry for a while and it costs you some money, which is ridiculous. But I just think, again, it's just the media trying to make you outraged at something... So you don't pay attention to North Korea or China or someone fucking you out of money like Janet Yellen or and Nancy it's a hot Pelosi. Topic. Clickbait. Well, that's just it. Again, like they vote. The, I don't know if you guys saw, but the crypto shit they threw into this infrastructure bill was absolutely heinous. No, no obviously. What did they do? Well, again, the U.S. is trying to pass a one trillion dollar infrastructure bill, and it's only supposed to be a bill to say we're going to fix bridges, roads dams, whatever needs fixing, we're going to throw $1 trillion into it over the next however long. And of course, these fucking cocksuckers who want to control the money at the last minute did what they did with online gambling, where they just threw in some... So what did they throw in, though? They want to make it so that... I'm going to fuck it up. And Give me the premise. The premise is that... So there's two kinds of crypto. There's proof of work and proof of stake. And they're basically saying that one of them will be allowed and one of them kind of won't. And... It's going to cost people money. Well, yeah, and everyone's saying... And what does this have to do with infrastructure? Well, that's the big... That's my point. Is what does obviously, this have to do with the government? I guess well, and Janet problem. Yellen's the one pushing this, and then they, they released the fact that she's made like $18 million in the last year doing talks at banks and stuff like that, so it's it's pretty transparent. Yeah, and then you hear her. about... Polo- yeah, I mean, all these True fucking... decisions. Yeah. So again, I think all these little... What I was going to say, my point was just that anytime anyone's getting canceled, it's just to... It's just to shift the fucking attention from someone getting rich somewhere. Oh, no. I, I think we've established that Joe can't be canceled. And there's there's a plethora of people that cannot everyone be Everyone can't be canceled. But I think I was just saying, of the three rogues this week, this one got echoed the most. Um, he worked for the CIA. He mentioned that. I thought that was a inroad that was... I don't know missed. if you caught it, but this guy said... I wanted to send it to both of you. I wish I had... I could have played it. I wish I had fucking time-stamped it, but... This guy said at one point, he was like, when the CIA and the special forces invaded Afghanistan, and I was like, it was the CIA that invaded Afghanistan? Yeah. I didn't know that. You never knew that. Well, no. that's who, who, who put uh, Bin Laden there was the CIA. That's not what I'm talking about. They, he meant like in when they went in after 9-11. He said the CIA and the special forces, and I was like, oh, that's... Well, because the CIA was on the ground there. Well, they already they, knew. They, they were already they, there. They were the liaison. Yeah, yeah exactly. What well, you're saying is it was supposed to be the American military that went This in. is my point, Not yes. And this guy said, yeah, when the CIA and the special forces went in, and I was like, was that a slip of the tongue, or is this guy just like... Yeah, I don't remember him saying that. He wasn't talking about when they got um, Osama bin Laden? No, he said he was talking about post-9-11. Either way, sorry, keep going, Kamar. I just um, found that to be an interesting point. That- Joe brought him in because an article in the New York Times had misconstrued. Black Rifle Coffee is being a right-wing racist company. I didn't get it. Beliefs. I didn't get it, though, because he didn't seem like he was actually even that pissed about the article itself. I, Joe felt away. Okay. Th- so. but, but, this is no, but I'm trying to ask you, like, you, I, I'm not asking about Joe. I'm asking about this guy. Like, did you feel, I felt like at the beginning he said, he was like, I read the thing. They sent me the first proof, and I didn't see anything egregious in it. It didn't even bother me. But he said it was like it was this misconstrued. Like they told a different story. They kept things out. Like I guess the story of um, the guy they worked with. Yeah, the uh, the Afghani. He, he guy. was Afghani. Killed as many 
terrorist as anyone did and then came back and then was being harassed for being a terrorist. Yeah. Not being supported. But they didn't include that in the story. Like, there was just, there's omissions of stuff that he did good. And, and Joe felt it was necessary. I, I had not heard uh, that they were getting bad press for their association. Um, they talked about that place you go when you're like, fuck that guy. <laughs> That's all you need is that reaction to, if you're on Twitter or something, to, to say negative comment. But around here, it's more, fuck that guy. I don't know. I never do that. Do you engage with anyone on fucking? I walk in here with a uh, DJ. I get like, fuck that guy. You don't. You don't then follow. But there's there's a thing of all we all have a fuck. Oh that yeah, guy. of course. Yeah. You know yeah, but I mean? there's a difference between fuck that guy and and typing. Fuck this guy. Let's get him fucking fired or whatever. Huge. There's a huge difference, but it's just it's that thing. Fuck that guy. Why, man? You say that all the time. Why? Why? I guess this. Listen, I'll say this. If I'm ever a fuck that guy in a lot of people's mouths, it means. I'm, I've probably made it, so I'll be happy. The more fuck the that guy you get, is yeah, the better. Like DJ Academics is rich because of me sitting here saying fuck that guy. Mm-hmm. So it's a positive. All the power to him. It's a, it's a term of endearment. Yeah, and uh, the, keep in mind too, like Simon's right. Like if DJ Academics walked in here, I wouldn't look at him and be like fuck that guy. I don't know him personally. He might be the nicest guy in the world. I don't love him as a personality. Fuck that guy. You know what I mean? But like, oh, I, I don't think it's hateful. When you say fuck that guy, it is though the next level when you then yeah when you spend then t- eight hours that's on Twitter what I'm saying, saying yeah. fuck that guy, or then or then defending fuck that guy from ten other people you've never met. You know what I mean? That's sort of weird fucking back and forth that people do. Yeah, that's a scary place to get. <laughs> yeah, when you're now on a team that didn't even want you. Um, <laughs> politics is a virus. Politics is a virus. I never imagined that. Talk about politics would uh, be that um, much a part of my life at this. Would it be better if you were like really didn't care about politics? Yeah, the way it used to be, where it didn't like divide people, and you were just like, "Oh, you like Bush? Yeah, okay, whatever." <laughs> you know did what it, I mean? It didn't even mean anything. I mean, I don't know though. We were young, so we didn't care about politics. I don't know if it didn't divide people as much as much as we were just like oblivious to the fact that. It definitely divides people more now. Just I agree. The amplification. I agree, of, of course, media. but I'm just saying. Also, age yeah. changes that. Kamar, you're like right. you're now 46, so of course you care more about politics. Because, but I don't. I don't give a fuck about politics, really. But a lot of people our age do. No, you no, would no, agree no, with no, that, no. Correct? I, I totally agree yeah. with that. I'm just saying, like, if it wasn't for, sometimes you have a friend that pulls you into the political mix. Sure, you know. But in a perfect world, politics would be such a like. Um, Politicians want you to care about politics, but it should be they just run the country like quite quietly. You don't, you, you don't really know. In a perfect world, you know what I mean. Instead of all this yeah. involvement and then incompetency and then wasting money and stuff, because you, you always say that Republicans want smaller government, but that never happens. But you because well, they, they don't really want smaller government. It's obviously, all, it's all just lies. It's all just yeah. lies. But. Like we're all we're smart people. Not us not me personally. I'm not saying us personally. I'm saying people of now are smart people. You can see that like the way the political structure runs is a total farce. Yep. And yet everybody just says, Oh, whatever. It's just how it is. Like really smart people don't do anything to fix it. Well, I mean, you can't get in like, first of all, you can't get in without a shitload of money. So a guy like this is already out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because this is the kind of guy you'd probably want 
I mean, you don't want him to be a politician, but this is the guy that you want helping to fix problems, right? Sorry, not this guy, the guy before. Jason Wilson. Yes, like he's the kind of guy that you'd want in politics and helping to change the world, but you don't want him to be a politician. That's kind of the problem too is how do you get someone into politics without making them a politician? It's the worst. And you know how this guy was talking, we're talking about the black rifle guy now. Yes, I know. Um, I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's fine. Just so we're all on the same page. Um, Who looked like Dan, I found. You didn't find that? I didn't watch. Kept reminding me of Dan. I didn't Um, see. But he talked about a moment where they were going out to pick fights with the Taliban. Do you remember that? Yeah. Like not everybody who's, and I'm not saying this guy's a bad guy, but like, they were just young cowboys, you know what I mean? They, I don't think everybody in the military is, obviously they're not doing the right thing. You know what I'm saying? Like no. as good as your intentions can be, you're just this young guy over there causing hell. Well, the egregious one was when he said, I was in Philippines for two years taking a boat up that, this is to the show one. force and then every night I do karaoke and get drunk and they never got in a firefight. He did that for like I was like you're just sort of bragging about totally wasting yeah government funds. government money yeah. like I, it's a to, it's a total boon like he was like thank you for giving me the right to party and not getting fights I, I was, mean he did get involved in stuff what he's talking about uh, being in the car looking like a woman with the machine gun like he was in the shit over the wire but that one Filipino story was a complete like dream joke job. Yeah. You know I, what I mean? I had a point in my head that I had made to myself and I had jumped a step. Yeah. I was thinking about Tulsi Gabbard and how they're always like, you need a somebody who served in the military to be your leader. Okay. Which yeah. was leading me to that next point, which is not everybody in the military is like the perfect person. No. There are plenty of people that was who another aren't Jimmy, making the right decision. That was another Jimmy Dore point that I wanted to, he, he expressed exactly what I had like six months ago where I said, I said, you'd think in your head that you want ex military guys to be police because they're super well trained. And then I was like, but the problem is they're trained for a different problem altogether. And they're usually trained to fight a darker yeah, with enemy. A so different solution. You that's know? what I'm saying yeah. is you can't have them. You can't have them policing the same way they were over there or else you're creating way more problems than you're solving. For sure, and then that should tell you that the way they're treating people over there is not right because it's not the same way they would treat their own citizens, right? Yeah, and again, we're also generalizing. Like, not every person in the military is a young cowboy who's out there. There's a lot of them that are literally over there just trying to do the right thing and help people. So there's that too. But there's there's shitty apples and everything. This guy's one of the good ones. Don't forget, there was... I don't know if you remember this, but like 20, 25 years ago, there was a big fucking scandal in the Canadian military where it was a hazing scandal where they had videos of them like taping beer bottles to new recruits heads and trying to piss in them and stuff. So, I mean, again, that's, you can be like, oh, it's just hazing stuff. But like, that's what you're doing to your own friends at military school. Like imagine how you might treat, you know, an insurgent or a prisoner of war. And like, you know, the idea is supposed to be that like, if you became a prisoner of war, how would you want to be treated? Yeah, not like that. Three squares, maybe a a, what, a dog. <laughs> maybe one square. A, com- a companion. I mean, the uh, prisoner of war is a weird... Uh... Go on. Well, it's just a weird thing, right? It's also like you're how you're going captured. into war thinking you're going to die. 
Yeah. Or you could die. And then you get captured. Like, dude, they're obviously not going to treat you in like a four-star restaurant. You know? I'm well aware they're not going to. Yes. No, no, no. I know that's facetious. I, I just mean like you're going to, it's going to be shitty. It's just degrees of shitty at that point. I just think of that scene from Band of Brothers where they're they're walking by a bunch of POWs and one of them is like facetiously like, where are you from, good sir? Uh, and as they're walking away, the last like Nazi sitting there, the last German sitting there is like, I'm from Oregon. And the guy turns around, oh, and he's yeah, like, what do you mean? You know, and they have this big back and forth. He's like, I'm from Oregon. And I knew, oh my God, we know people are the same. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing here fighting for them? And he's like, my parents were German. They answered the call. I had to come back. And now I'm here. And they end up shooting him. You know what I mean? It's the, yeah, well, it's kind of like the... Uh, the uh, people who fight for the Taliban. Yeah. I mean, again, there's also that scene in, was it Saving Private Ryan where they release the guy? And then later on in the movie, he's on the firing line mm-hmm. shooting back at them. And I think it's Matt Damon, or not Matt Damon, yeah. Tom Hanks ends up killing him. It's a tough, listen, there's no easy decisions out there. I'll, I'll tell you that. In war? Yes. No. Yeah. Like these guys that go out there, I don't think there are, I, I don't think there's such a thing as an, every single person out there could be there to kill you. Yeah, from again, child to adult, it, and everything happens super quick, and I can't imagine doing it. And another situation where it's like a million dollars, you just can't imagine it. You know what I mean? Or a hundred million dollars, or whatever. But they always harp, and it's ominous when Joe says it. Is like people don't know what real violence is, and he usually ends it there. But what he's saying is, guys like this guy, and a hundred thousand of them are all, yeah, or a million of them are all in America, and like. They, they, that was what the real violence would be. He never says specifically the groups or people. You, you know what I mean? But I, I think that's what he's alluding to. Was I mean, keep in mind too. There's probably some like 90 year olds out there that like the South or like the North Korean chick. Or like, yeah, but I've seen real. Vi-, you know what I mean? Like, some of them, may, some of them may have if they're from another country, especially. Well, there you go. But I mean, just saying, like, I would assume that being in World War II, fighting in a trench, was far worse than being in Afghanistan. But who knows? They all suck. I can't imagine being either one. And then that's when uh, Joe went on his uh, vaccine passport rant. And that's what's made the uh, internet upset. Well, there's a good question, though. Do you have to, before we get to that, if you have to fight a war, hot or cold, as in, like, the heat where you're fighting? Yeah, I think so. Uh, you hot. think so? No. I think I'd rather be shot in the heat than shot in the cold. Left I'm with the you. Cold. Yeah. I'm hot all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Simon sure. says cold. Very interesting. Sorry, Kamar. So the what was your... And Joe went into his vaccine passport rant. Yeah. Because of yeah. New York City, which was, uh, went on quant for a while. And one of the things I think about is the media should just hold politicians' feet to the fire. The, the media should always be against the politicians, not from a side, just as a, we're paying you to do the, the will of the people in a perfect world. Well, I think we, the people, the problem is, is like, think about the next election cycle. We're going to have to choose from still the same group of people that were making decisions during this. Whereas we should just wipe our hands of it and say, all of you go. None of you got this right. None of you got this even close to right. So everyone goes top to bottom. And then just like Ray at the gas station. Well, I mean, that might have to be, why has it got to be Ray? Like, I mean, Donald Trump ran the country. So why not Ray at this point? There are just no options and... Nothing will ever change. <laughs> well, I mean, we know that's the truth, but uh, I'm just saying is like, you know, the, I don't, I, the, the media is not going to hold anyone accountable. We need to. I, I think in, in, uh, in our country, it holds it a bit more. Do you? 
the, the, like well, CBC seems to be a bit of a cheerleader for the liberals, but they're torn because they also sort of support the NDP. But it's tough they because can, they're funded by the government. It's a conflict of interest. It's I think. quite the conflict of interest. Um, but just like we sort of have this more of an illusion of a three party system, which they were clamoring for down there, which has been completely taken out. Well, why is it an illusion of a three party system though? Just because one party never gets in? I think so. Well, but that's why is that? I don't get it. I think no, the prob- they can cause minority government. No, it is a it's three party system. Yeah, you like they can cause big fucking things. But isn't that the problem in the states? Is if if they get three or four parties, then no one ever has any power. Isn't that the real issue? More of a logjam. And nothing gets done. That's my point. Well, because gets then, done even this. Yeah, I mean, I guess yeah, we end up in the same boat. But then you have more filibusters and more fucking headbanging and more. Yeah, because we're assuming that the way that the political structure is set up is the way that it has to run. Maybe, like you said, it needs way more than just an overhaul of people. It needs an overhaul of practice. Yeah, maybe. I kept thinking he was going to say, I, I think we should succeed. Who, Texas? No, the, the, the whole... I mean, some places could succeed well, together. Well, Texas can do that. We've been through this, yes. right? They have an agreement. California. They can just bail at any time. I mean, who was saying, I can't remember what comedian it was, but they were like, the country should really just be broken up by waterways. Because, like, that's kind of how it's divided Natural at this borders. point. Well, yeah, like the south, like the Mississippi kind of cuts off the south, and then you have the east coast. I, I bet know. you that's totally what they did in um, the Middle East. What, just anywhere there was a water? Well, like, Iraq, Israel, we know, all those places are sort of like white men given names. Well, I mean, port cities mattered back then they, a lot. But they were all separated arbitrarily. So, I mean, that, that, would, that might cause your half your families on the other side of the river. But it's a mess. It's a, it's a fucking mess. Um, the Grand Canyon bit, do you think Joe sort of had a rethought of it? I just don't think it was a great bit, and that's why he maybe... Because the guy was like, there's people who shit on the Grand Canyon. It was, yeah, I did. I did the bit. So I did the bit. It was like, yeah, but that was a joke. The Grand Canyon is awesome. I wonder if at the time he actually did sort of have disdain for the Grand Canyon. Or it was just a bit. I think now that he knows that the Grand Canyon has like pyramids in it and shit, he would never shit on the Grand Canyon. It's a Canyon. ditch. <laughs> you, know you know how many people die at the Grand Canyon a year? Falling in? Yeah. No way. Yeah. I, I think it's funny though, comedically, to call it a ditch. You know, the, that's just American gravitas. Yeah. Like, whatever. I see something like that. Um,. Yeah, he's sure that he's so much more of a man than like 90, 96% of the population. With Evan Hafer. So, so that, it's not like that, what he's trying to project. You know what I mean? I mean, it's a he weird thing. To, is. He probably is. He probably is, but it's is. a weird thing I to project because there could be a father of four in Chicago who's never been to war, but when push, when push comes to shove, you know, could pick up a gun and become the next fucking... Jason Bourne like I don't know you just don't know it's not me obviously I'm not that guy I'm just saying like if the if the robot apocalypse happened tomorrow I bet there'd be more people around you that are capable of holding their own than you ever thought you know what I mean people that you were like this guy will fucking this guy'd be the first guy to die might all of a sudden be whittling fucking who do you think you know that would be okay here's a better question zombie apocalypse happens yeah who do you band up with not you. Rude. I'm the most prepared. But who anyways. do I band up with? Yeah. Who um, do you think would be the best at hunting zombies? You're saying some people would be better than others. 
Well, no, like, okay, we're, I'm getting rid of the zombie apocalypse, but like right now, I assume Travis would be a good person to go up. Got a big plot of land. He's got some fucking yeah, heavy that's, machinery. That's a good place to go. Yeah. Um, no, no, I just, you said that certain people would be better. At, at manning up? Well, I don't know. You're a pretty good shot. Jared's a decent shot. I think you, like you said, the survival thing, like who, who bellies up at that point? You know what I mean? We but, know this guy's not even interested. He's just going to kill himself right away. My Ooh. point though is I think you agree with me that there are, there are more people Yo, that would belly sure. up than you assume. You know what I mean? So this guy's saying like, I'm more of a man. I get what he's saying. Or if Kamara is saying that's what he's projecting. I agree. And I mean, again, he's gone to war, so he's way more of a man than I am for yeah, sure. No, no, I, I was not feeling, I wasn't threatened by him. I just felt that he was just trying to say, <laughs> you know, his resume, if you will. But I mean, I think a lot of these guys come on and do that, don't they? Mm-hmm. And I, I'm sure there's crazier guys than this guy, more, more manly men than him. Like he sort of alluded that there were. Um, what was the coffee company that was on Joe at the beginning, and then there was a problem that wasn't Black Rifle? Oh, with the guy that came on, the owner was some weirdo yeah. or some shit. What was that? I forget. Come on, I thought you'd know. I thought you'd grass-fed be... butter, miracle butter. Oh, that's uh, right. It was the, it was the butter coffee guy. That's right. Um, perfect bean something or other. Which butter is coffee, just been... butter coffee. It was that thing. No, but no, isn't that Laird Hamilton? No. Oh, that's his turmeric. Or turmeric. When sorry. you hear Black Rifle Tur- Coffee, what do you think? I don't think. What do you, what do you think? think coffee. Is that I just think Black Coffee is. It's too late to ask the question because we're down this road. Because this is the crux of why he's on. I'm sorry. I really have to go to the bathroom. Go ahead. All the cancer culture stuff they talk. But it was well, because he was on that kid's fucking t-shirt. Like the kid was written house was wearing his t-shirt or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. But I think I naturally assume black rifle coffee is right wing. I mean, again, I, I I just think that's like a generalization. I get what you're saying. Anything that has a gun in the name, you should probably assume has a, a head of <laughs> the CEO. If, if, that's, it was, if it was black ops coffee, I just think that's sort of like, you know, I'd still say right wing administrative. I'd still say right wing. Yeah, I guess so. So I I don't think it's completely crazy that he's been jotting to this. I'm not saying change the name or or whatever. I don't think he is. I don't think he gives a shit. I think this was more. You think Joe dragged him on. Well, no. I mean, he said he texted Joe, and that Joe texted back right away. So I assume, which is funny, because that goes back to Shane. He showed more love than for Shane. That's what I'm saying. Like this guy, he answered the call because Joe always has that. Like, man, I'm booked so far in advance. Like, I can't can't just squeeze someone in here, which. I think we all know at this point is just bullshit. That's not true. Yeah, you, you have a bit of time on your hands where you could... And Thursday that, nights, for example, we decided you're at home with the family. And none of these are live. No, and none of them are live. And I, again, I don't care. Joe doesn't owe anyone anything. But like, yeah, this guy called. But I think it's that whole military thing. I think Joe is almost more... Um, and maybe it's like, a, you know how we say we don't, we don't know that these things subconsciously. Maybe it's still the comedian, like that old f- sort of you know, feast or famine sort of mentality. Whereas this guy's a a first, you know, he's a first responder. He serves in the military, that kind of thing that Joe... And he's doing good for veterans. Yeah. Um, I, I wonder if it's like uh, the best thing to go on Joe Rogan to, you know what I mean? Like to clear my oh, name. Oh, to clear my right wing name, <laughs> to, yeah. To, to show uh, I'm, I'm not who you think yeah. I am to go on Joe Rogan. I'm going on Alex Jones to show that I'm not into conspiracies. Exactly. Yeah. When uh, my mother heard the name Black Rifle Coffee, she said, that's a great name. Oh, there you go. Why did they name it Black Rifle Coffee? <laughs> so. Oh, there you go. It's catchy. What do you think word association you think of it right off the bat? 
I just think of black coffee. That's what I said too. Yeah. Any other association besides that? No political affiliation. Oh fuck! Hell no, man. You know the other thing, Kamar is it's weird. I I know that people do. I'm not saying no one does that, but for me personally, like if I'm purchasing a product, political affiliation almost never comes into it. I would say never. It might be the seventeenth thought if I'm gonna go there. You know what I mean? Like, like if they made the best coffee on earth, I don't give a shit if they support Trump. The only time it would be an issue is if it was like Chick-fil-A or something like that, where it's so obvious that they're doing something weird. <laughs> like fucking kids. You don't eat Chick-fil-A? We don't have well, Chick-fil-A. we don't have Chick-fil-A, I, I, so I don't No, 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 no that's not what I asked. No, I don't eat it, Kamara, you, and I can do that because I don't have the chance to eat it. you would not if you had the chance? No Easiest way. boycott on earth? I mean, I, pro- I refuse. I went to get one. The I probably would. Where's there a Chick-fil-A? Toronto. Oh, okay, gotcha. You, would you refuse to do it out of politics or principle? Why, because they're super fucking Christian? Is that the deal, Simon? I try it. Yeah, so you they're, think they're, they're into like some kitty fucking? No, no, no. They're against gay marriage. They're yeah. you know all things that you probably support. Uh, so I would why would you to want to support a company that... that? Because we have gay marriage, so their fight is lost. Um, I, I would say I tried it, uh, and just to see it wasn't all that. Yeah, jazz. Anyways, the the point the point is you have a choice, right? There's this place or. Wendy's Chicken Hut. Simon, my point, hold on. My point was this. It's not the first thing. Like Kamara was like, what word association? My point was like, if you make the best burger on earth, I might, I might know that you're a, you support some shit I don't like. And I might, my first instinct might be, oh, that's the best burger. But wait, I can't do it because like Walmart, I fuck, I'm not doing it. I won't go in, can't support them. But there's often times where I'm like, fuck, I really need this cheap thing. And then I talk myself out of it. Well, Amazon is the best example, right? Because... Yeah, I try to buy all that all shit at Canadian us Tire now. Should yeah. not buy on Amazon. They're ruining the world yeah. in a million different ways. And, just so this asshole can go to space. And as I say that, I just ordered something on Amazon right here from the studio. Just now? Yeah, just unbelievable. Now. So yeah, I didn't really. Kamara, do you think that. he'd be better off to uh, double down and become a right wing? Do you know what I mean? The same way. Um, what's he his wants name anyone then? to drink his coffee. He doesn't care what they think. Tim Pool. Tim Pool's, uh, he's like right wing as it gets now. That's what I mean. He saw where his demographic was and he said, I'm in this to make money. And he, I wonder, all the power to him. he was on Fox the other day still wearing a toque. It annoys me so much. But do you think weird. He, Just he consciously went that way or got pulled that way? To wearing the toque? Like, he, could he be on CNN in five years? Like, no, because I think he steered so hard into the so other hard. way that I don't think it's. I don't think there's really a way back. So this guy is, wants to be even keel. I, I think maybe should if he does too. make his way back, it'll just show you what a farce this whole thing is. Like him switching to that side. I already think it's a farce. I mean, I guess but, you could but say that would be look, depressing. Like his whole thing is look, the the libs have gotten too. They've pushed me to this point. Right? Yeah. Like the, a lot of people felt that way. Yeah. So, but if he came back now, yeah, it would be too much. To the day you die, you have to ask. What was wrong with Tulsi Gabbard? Why can't you say her name is what I will ask till the end of fucking time. Because she didn't get any love. But what, like, do you know what I mean? Come on, forget her. Like, Bernie Sanders was there. We know what happens. They don't want people like that in any form of power, any position where they can change anything. They have a machine that runs, that makes the money. Money, 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 money. Yes, and And she is a giant wrench. who fucks with that money... They will go to any links. Look, 
Look at the wars. She Look never had a chance in the selections. Never. But it's not any lengths. It's easy. They, they get it early. Nip no, it in the bud early. N- no, but I'm saying, like... Look, if she had been winning later on, they would have found another way to sully her that was worse. You know what I mean? They would have fucking put a dead body. Or they. My point, though, is a guy like Bernie can make it literally to the point where, like, it's like, oh, my God, this guy might do it. Oh, wow, he's on Joe Rogan. And you wouldn't even think that would be the thing that would derail it. But somehow it was. You know what I mean? And he was right there. I mean, listen, we know from the year before that they were going to stop Bernie, whether he was on yes, Joe Rogan of course. or not. But know? my point is, it's just... You know, for that guy to be in this long and to make it that high up shows you that they're not someone like Tulsi talking like this right away, and she's not even in yet. They're they're like later, get out of there. Yeah, the, it's all, it's just all here for like a, a shield to what they're really doing. This is all just a veil. She never had a chance in this election. Um, and then what happens is the mistrust with politicians is there to you do as I say, not as I do, as they all. We had a, a rash of here. It was better here. Anyone who went on vacation got fired, I think. Or had no to problem. resign immediately. As you're yeah. saying, don't go anywhere. That happened. Like, And in America, it's more like, don't go to restaurants. Don't. They're doing it. Don't get your hair cut. They're doing it. All these things. I mean, <laughs> Ted Cruz. <laughs> they're all, they're all. I know they're all doing it. Listen, I wasn't saying, yeah, I, I'm not picking a side. I was just saying when there. he left. When he left during the like ice storm in Texas, I was like, this is the epitome of like, you're supposed to fucking stay and help and you leave. Like Pelosi with her fucking... Or Barack Obama had like a $700... No, he had 700 people at a party. 700 yeah, exactly. people. Yeah. Yeah, no, 700 Rich people don't spread party. COVID. And then, um, I don't know if you saw in Chicago, there was a lot of Palooza. Like probably 300,000 people. A sea of people. Just insane. Everything's going on. Sturges is going but on. No, but Everything's the going on. People are talking about Sturgis. Yeah, Sturgis came around, so I guess they didn't all die. Because they did it last year, and they thought it was stupid. Well, so. nobody said they all died. They just said it's another place where things can get past. Like It's just not hard to see why people don't believe anything politicians say. And not far-fetched to like think twice before you hear what a politician says. Think twice. Just don't believe them. Um, I thought it was interesting the question... That the reporter wanted to do about Jason Momoa. I also think it's weird that he would get so butthurt about it. I find it both weird. Like, listen, it's a stupid question, but like, dude, how many interviews do you do? Just move on. This guy's obviously super woke. You think you're going to change his opinion? I thought it was a recording. Yeah. Or like a, a, a video. So it would have been like, be like, how, what? You're trying to make me make a wrong answer or something. Like, this is just not. Is it is that the question crazy? Oh, this question is obviously batshit crazy. Do you think you'd rape her now, knowing what you know? Yeah. In 2021, would you rape this woman as Cal Drago? Like, I don't know. It's fucking bullshit. Like, well, yeah, it's ridiculous. But again, Kamar, if I'm him, I would just like, it's a weird stand to take too. I just move on. I think that was him expressing his anger and fear in a a good way, calling it icky. Calling it icky was hilarious. It's crazy to do that, right? I think it's a stupid... I think he did the right thing. You shouldn't give people like that the fucking time of day, man. It's a stupid fucking question. Oh, it's the dumbest question on earth. they're just trying to catch him in a trap, and it's stupid. What trap would they catch him in? To get him to say, I don't know, fuck... I I don't think think there's a problem with her raping, (laughs) being raped, because it it was part of the story. It doesn't seem like any smart person gets caught by that ridiculous question, but maybe you're right. Well, no, but it's it's just the headline. Yeah, Yeah, Jason Momoa says he would rape 
Yeah, sure. Rape now. He he raped before and he rape again. <laughs> whatever, whatever you you, you want to. Yeah, uh, yeah maybe. Yeah, I wouldn't put it past anyone. And then they talked about like, would anyone question Harvey Keitel and the bad lieutenant? Oh, that's the movie. No, you're making a oh. Have you seen The Bad Lieutenant? I have, yeah. Have you seen The Bad Lieutenant? I saw when I was like ago. six, but sure. I, I guess believe we'll do all it. the rules are now in place for. I hate you. It's the JRE movie game. The time has come again. From Matt and Simon to Rags and Brains to guess the budget in the box office. We all know. It's the movie game where Matt and Simon go head to head to find out what year a movie came out, how much it made to make, and how much it made at the box office. And it was just a premise like he was a horrible person. And like, I think um, at one point in the movie, they rape a nun with a crucifix. It's really one of the grittier movies I saw when I was young. And no redeeming goodness about it. You saw when you were six years old, you said? No, it's just... That was me. <laughs> it's been a long time. I remember when I saw it, though. I had just watched Reservoir Dogs. Really fallen in love with Harvey Keitel. And then was looking for other things he had been in and was like, wow. Do you remember when he... Should have kept looking. <laughs> do you remember when he loses the bet, though? Just crying in the car? I don't remember any of the movie, to be honest with you. I told you, I saw it when I was like six. I'm ready, Simon, with everything. I just threw shit at the wall. Did you upset with me? I had no chance of winning this. It's a fucking zero for me. <laughs> this is a real trick question. Well, this is just one of those ones that, like, I was in the room when my dad was watching it when I was young. You know what I mean? So it falls within the I've seen it category. It but, falls within the rules. Yeah. But I couldn't tell you a goddamn thing about the movie. I know nothing about it either. And I should have just said I had never seen it. That's fine. Again, you said it, you watched it around Pulp Fiction, so at least that gives me some sort of fucking... But they mentioned it. I know. I heard. Listen, I'm not... I, what do you think? I'm pissed? I don't give a shit. It's no, a no. movie game. There's, nothing, there's no money at stake, is there? Did we start... Did we add money and I didn't find out about it? Because if so, I have a real problem with this all of a sudden. I have 88. I'm sorry. I hadn't even written a year down yet. Oh. You, have, you don't even have a year yet? I'm going with... <laughs> no, I haven't written oh, a year. Okay. You went with 88. I would have gone with uh, 2002. 1992. 2002? With I 2002? I, you threw me off with... 1992. You're 10 year years off. You're four years off. Wow. We'll give you... Uh, but wait, I threw you off, so you went extra high? I'm just... I just threw a number out there. Well, this is just I a didn't really game. think okay. about it. How old were you in 1992? Uh, I was nine. Yeah. So in, when I said no six, way. I wasn't six. In retrospect, yeah. if I hadn't, if I had had a clear mind to think about it, you would have said something in the nineties. Because again, would have said nineteen ninety six. Well, because again, you said around Reservoir Dogs, right? So I would have said ninety four. No, for you. but I saw Reservoir. Here's the wrench in the program, Matt. I saw Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction as a double bill at the Mayfair. Uh, yeah, yeah. So Reservoir, Reservoir Dogs, Dogs had been out for a few years. Yeah, yeah Pulp Fiction had kind of just come out. Yeah, yeah. And Reservoir. But Dogs. that's why I said ninety four. Okay. I, well, I think, when did Reservoir Dogs come out? No, I think Pulp Fiction came out in 94 was my oh, point. Oh, I see. Gotcha. See what I'm saying? Well, so when you, did Reservoir Dogs come out? 92, I believe. Or 90? Have we yeah. done that one? I don't know. Anyways. I'm already, Simon, so you got to uh, write down your, uh, yeah, your budget I'm, I'm stuff. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. And I think it made uh, 
Reservoir. Okay, I'm ready. Go. You want me to go? I'll go first. Yeah, you go you, first. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think it cost six point five million to make. Kamar does not like that, and I think it made sixty two million. Wow. Uh, I had uh, fifteen million to make and twenty two point four. Well, you really thought it was a flop, eh? Yeah. Well, wait for the answer. It cost one million dollars to make. Oh my god! It made two million dollars. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's really good in return on investment. It's a total. Tra- it it's cost a, one and it made two. That's the lowest. It's good return on investment, but that movie would like to run it in theaters and shit. No way! Made I, any I, money. I think it might be NC seventeen. I think it might have rating issues. Um, either way, I think that's the lowest box office and budget we've had on the movie game ever. Yeah, well, you got to remember Harvey Keitel isn't Harvey Keitel. And Reservoir Dogs came out in 92. There's no, there's no money for I star correct, power. Yeah. And uh, Pulp Fiction was 94, you said? I believe so, but I can double check. I mean, Pulp Fiction's a tough one because I mean, none of us Harvey saw, it, none of us saw it at Cannes. Anyways, it no matter 94. what, 2002 was the craziest fucking stupidest the year I could have thrown out there. Yeah, wild answer. Wild, wild answer. Um, Doesn't even 90s, make any sense. 90s. Yeah. Pulp Fiction says 94. 94. Hmm. October 14th, 1994 for Canada. And not to be mistaken with the remake of The Bad Lieutenant by Nicolas Cage. I was not mistaking it. Who takes it to a whole other level. Do you know Nicolas Cage was supposed, to, was supposed to play Superman? Wow, really? He could play anything. And he Nicolas gave it Cage. down? No, no, no. They like the studio, I think, ended up shutting down production on it or something. But like he was cast to play Superman. Well, Matt Dillon <laughs> was supposed to be the lead in Avatar and was, but had to agree to take points on the movie and said and no. And he turned it down. No. Yeah. That sounds like his brother. Talk about a giant fucking mistake. That eh? sounds like dr- something drama would do, though. In, uh, it totally Oscar sounds Oscar. like something drama would do. <laughs> Dude, I don't get it though. It's not like James Cameron was some up and coming filmmaker. Like this guy did Titanic. Are you fucking May- nuts? Maybe I'm wrong about the points thing. Maybe he just turned down the role. I know he was oh slated to play that God. role and he turned it down. If he turned down points on a James Cameron movie, his agent needs to be literally shot in a public well, square. Like I, I told you guys, I just watched that uh, making of yeah. and Tom Hanks took major points on... Sam Neill is from New Zealand, by the way. Sam Neill is from New Zealand. The guy from Jurassic Park. Yeah, he has an accent. Yeah, but Oh, we... I'm, I said he was a Brit. Yes. I'm sorry. Yes. Okay, yes. you know what? I was saying he wasn't American. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Just letting everyone know we we, we, what were we, we own we, up to our mistakes. What were we talking you about? You were talking about Matt Dillon. Well, I didn't really own up to my mistake there. I did. Oh, I owned up I to see. the mistake for us. Okay. So it's um, my mistake. Matt Dillon. Turning down points. You were watching what, how this was made. How this was made. Tom Hanks taking points on Forrest Gump. Because oh, nobody wanted smart. to make that movie. You should totally watch, out of all of them, that yeah. one's crazy to see how Forrest Gump gets bumped around and like to get this thing. Because it was a book, no, which no, I didn't know. No one thinks it would be and good. And apparently the Do book, you know what happens in the sequel, the second book? What do you, There's well, a second Forrest Gump. Okay, do you know what happens in the first book? Jenny dies of AIDS. No, there's no Jenny dying of AIDS. But what it happens in the second book? I don't know. I'm going to Google it right now. Okay. In the so first book, wrong. though, it's like a way more uh, surreal type of book. And Forrest Gump goes to the moon. And for, you know, because the author picked this guy that he knew back in, I don't know, when he was a kid who was known to do all these miraculous things and based the book around him. But anyways, the book was like too crazy to make into a movie. And that's why it took so long. 
But now I'm wondering what book number two is. Maybe he went to like the center of the earth or something. But in the making of it, they don't mention book number two? I've never heard about the book number two. Yeah. What, what you know? From what I know. Your yeah. deep dive? No, it's just watching that documentary. And that's the movie game. Yeah, it's called uh, Gump and Co. Gump and Co. But I got to find the uh, synopsis. Yeah, that is the movie game. Sorry. Oh, here, synopsis. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure some wild shit happens in this. Forrest takes a job as a janitor in a strip club in New Orleans. Hello. Yeah, I'll read it out. We'll do it in the post joke because I got to really find But that it. sounds about right because in the first one, he goes to the moon. He fights a bear. He, you know, it's all these different uh, things Forrest Gump does. Which is kind of what the movie is, I guess. But no one thought it would fly. Nobody then, thought look, it would look fly. Look what it did. Look what it did. Yeah. Those are the best. But didn't win the Academy Award because Shakespeare and Love did it. Was that one of those no, years, it won. Matt? It won. It won? What won? I'm saying, was it lumped into that year? It was Goodfellas, Saving Private Ryan. Forrest Gump? No. Forrest Gump, no. It was Goodfellas. Forrest Gump was the same year. No. Forrest Gump was the same year as like True Lies. What the fuck won that year? It might be Shakespeare and Love. No, uh, Shakespeare and Love was the year of Goodwill Hunting. No, or, or yeah. Goodfellas. No, Goodwill no, Hunting. No, Goodfellas good lost to Dance of the Wolves. Yes, I'll find out. Forrest Gump. Give me a sec. Here, Forrest Gump Oscar. But I wonder if, like, Goodfellas got kicked around studios, or people want to make it right away. Scorsese, obviously. Like, yeah, I don't do think this. he had a problem making yes, movies. Yes, 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 yes. Not yes. at that point, anyway. That uh, Aliens doc he was talking about is out. On Netflix? J.J. Abrams. Oh, where's that out? It's on Crave. Yeah. Really? Okay. That I want to watch. Did you guys watch the one that was on Netflix? It's terrible. No. That's the movie game. Forrest Gump won Best Picture. It did. Okay. He won Best Actor. Robert Zemeckis won Best Director. It cleaned up. Zemeckis <coughs> also did uh, Back to the Future. I didn't know that. I thought it was Spielberg. But it's right up his alley. Though. And that's the movie game. No, and Zemeckis also put a clause in saying they couldn't remake the movie until after he died. Remake Back to the Future? Correct. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that was another one that they showed you, the behind the scenes. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And that's the movie and game. And that's the movie game. Sorry. <laughs> um, so the first part of this is uh, him talking about this misconstrued article. Joe going off on the vaccine passport and just sort of airing it out. Yeah. Cancer culture. We've heard all before. Super delicious. So vaccine passports. Yeah. Like, as much as I'm in favor of people getting vaccines, I'm not in favor of these vaccine passports. I think they're ridiculous. It sounds like a bad idea. It sounds like a horrible idea. And it's and, slow. But what I do think is a good idea is this. If you don't get a vaccine, you got to pay for your own health care. Yeah, although it's... The, I don't know if you've heard that one floated out there. Wouldn't you get a discount on your health care because you didn't cause a vaccine? I don't agree with that one either, though, Simon. We don't make smokers pay for their own health care. We don't, yeah, we right. don't make we people don't. That, yeah. that eat shit pay for their own health care. Like, you know, everyone's allowed to make bad decisions and we all foot the bill. That's just something we've agreed to Just do, don't get so tested and don't go anywhere. I don't think it's, it's fair to... Well, you do you do pay if you're a smoker, right? Because I don't know. I mean, you pay a tax know. on all your purchases of cigarettes. cigarettes. Yeah, but I mean that goes to pay back the. Difference I get it, you but make. you know they don't do it on like I, that's a weird one because it's a def. I guess what do you tax though on not getting vaccinated? Like this nothing. So that's what I'm saying. So there's no. But again, heart disease. Like there's no super tax on McDonald's. There's no super tax on fucking well, but fast food. You're absolutely right. But the same way cigarettes are taxed yeah. and liquor is taxed and now weed is taxed. So should fast food, right? I mean, liquor like, isn't taxed at near the rate that cigarettes are. Well, it should be. Nowhere close. Okay. 
but it should be. I'm just letting you know. Like a pack of cigarettes, you could probably, if, if the government weren't involved, I bet you could still get a pack of cigarettes in Canada for like a buck. I think bucks. it's like three bucks or something. Sure, yeah, whatever. It's like 80%. Yeah, Kamar, how much is a pack of cigarettes now? Like a be- pack of Belmonts? $20. For 20 pack? Uh, no, I, I don't no, for a twenty five dollars. Twenty bucks. Those are Highway those are tailor made cigarettes, buddy. Fucking, I'm not living that high life, dude. I used to meet up with my buddy Matt Cooper every day, or every Friday at least, or Thursday with twenty bucks. We'd each have twenty bucks. It was enough to get us each a pack of smokes, a gram of weed each, and then we'd split on like a fucking Mickey or a two six of booze, like. It's insane. Twenty bucks for a pack of cigarettes. You're talking about the good old days of drugs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am. Yeah. You, Back when these, I was a kid. These poor kids. Like, how do you afford to I fucking have fun? I can get a gram of weed for $15. Yeah. Or, my favorite was, it's 12 bucks or two for 25 That was always a good scam they had. Sorry, Mark. Keep going. Um, we were at uh, this party with my friend's dad, just talking about the good old days. And he was saying for a dollar, he could have 10 beers, tip a nickel, and have a great night. And he bought his car brand new for $2,800. <laughs> It's crazy how quickly we've gone from well, you know, it's that all the, to a $300,000 car, you know? Inflation's well, it's also because all the banks right now are buying up all the homes in the U.S. and inflating the fucking shit out of the rent and the rates. No one can own a home right now. And, and they're trying to make it like, who wants to own a home? Yeah, why don't you just rent it from home, us? Man. Yeah, just you're never going to be able to afford this. Yeah, See, you the whole put your thing is just a fucking scam. Yeah. So, uh, okay, so they go all over that stuff. Cancer culture, blah, blah, blah. And then it just turns into a weird questionnaire for Joe about comedy from him. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I, it's funny because I liked this guy and I didn't mind the first uh, half conversation, but I didn't love this podcast. It's almost like a comedian asking about fighting. <laughs> you know what I mean? When they find the uh, conversation by the gods stale. Yeah. Instead, he asked him all about comedy. The only thing I'll say about this episode, well, I mean, I'll say more, but the main thing I thought was, here's Joe acting so quickly to save this guy. But poor Shane Gillis. Oh, you're taking a piss. <laughs> we already got there. Oh, did you? Oh, we I'm are, sorry. <laughs> we already got there. Oh, by yeah. the way, huge raccoon back there. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Scared the bejesus out of it. Scared the piss out of me before I started pissing. <laughs> Yeah, no, we, uh, you went out to piss and I said, I said, this guy like texted Joe, Joe texted back immediately. And next thing you know, he's on the show Yeah, and I was like, Shane Gillis, he's like, bro, I'm booked up. My, like, I can't, I can't find the time. I mean, I did a float. Yeah. I got it hey, been- black rifle guy schedule be damned. Yeah. Come on in. Shane Gillis. Hold my beer. Yeah. It was pre, uh, Spotify though. What was this Shane Gillis thing. timing. So what fucking difference does that make? Joe's getting demonetized all over the place. Like maybe it was more than just oh, like, okay. I'm not going to bring you on here. Cause we even said like, cause he did it before for the, hold on though. Are you telling, but if you're doing a favor to someone, what do you care about being demonetized? seems and, like a weird flex, maybe right? Maybe he had less uh, flexibility in uh, okay, maybe, in sure. LA. This is nice of you paying the benefit Spotify of the doubt. Time. Yeah. Okay. Fair no, enough. No, no. It's nice. I'm you, just Kamar. wondering like, Joe, if you're listening, Kamar's got your back. How much was it? Because like, Shane's like, Article, you're on the show. <laughs> we found the time because he knows I'm live. Yeah, Shane lost his job. This guy had one like less than favorable New York Times article. And it's like, come on in, bro. Red carpet. And I happened to be listening to the fire and the kid, and Brenda was like, Joe Rogan was bummed. Like, and I it really did not go over well. What didn't Shane saying? I thought I thought I could oh go, Rogan was I bummed. Go to, well, we heard him, but like, why, why do you think that would happen? 
Why well, did you just assume he'd be see, on the show? That's what happens when so seven Budweiser's gets in you. They made something out of it. I didn't think it was that big a deal. Well, he broke one of the agreements. You should never assume. There you go. Are we done with this one, Kamar? Oh, no. I was just saying, Sorry. top three. He said uh, Kinnison, Pryor, and um, Bill Hicks. I'm surprised he didn't mention George Carlin. There are so many to mention. Like, it's, the, it's almost and an impossible I feel like Eddie Murphy to has make. to be mentioned. And Chappelle. Well, no, he and mentioned like, Chappelle and Burr and Louis. But he mentioned Will Chappelle. Alive. But the, unfortunately, he mentioned Chappelle and like the. Well, now I like to go see Chappelle. Chappelle is definitely. It, it's fine if he's not your first. I get it. Maybe you're older than me and you like grew up with Pryor. I get that. Or Hick. Dave Chappelle is definitely right now, living or dead, one of the top three comedians of all time, if not the coolest. Well, he's Which definitely. He, it goes head to head. Definitely you, the you coolest. I mean? like, but no, like it, Chappelle bumps people. This is the thing they're talking about. Hold bumping, on, right? ethical or not? Joe was talking about body of work, and I was like, Dave Chappelle had a special at like twenty one. He had the Chappelle Show, which is arguably again they talked about it. It's two seasons of classic, like the best. Dave Chappelle, hands down. Eddie I, Murphy, if you're going to put him up there, he only has two specials. Realistically, I don't, I don't put Eddie Murphy in there because, because of that. Of no work, you can't do two specials disappear forever, and then people like they're great. It's a delirious is a great special. Also, Saturday, his work on Saturday Night Live, I still put him up there. He's I, still in my top me three. Me personally, I guess so. I would put Louis C.K. there before I would put Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy was the head writer on SNL at 19. I didn't know that. Yeah. So he was an actor and the head writer? Yeah. Or and just the head well, no, writer? No, when he was, he started on SNL, right? And yeah. then he became a big time actor. So what I'm saying is he no, was... No, 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 I'm saying he started on SNL yeah. as a writer. I think he started... Became, no, he started as an actor and then became the head writer and an actor. Really? I'm, I'm I didn't, pretty I didn't sure. His legacy hope could be fulfilled if he comes out with a monster stand-up special next year. Like, I'll put like, it... Uh, the most amazing comeback. I'll put it to you that way, Simon. Like, ever. if Eddie Murphy in the next couple of years drops, like, an hour and ten minute special that, like Kamar says, just floors you, then it's tough to... Tough to not put him in there. To have a 25, 30 year layoff and then come back and crush, like, uh, no again, ring rust. Again, I still don't think you have the body of work. That's fine. Do you think Joe Rogan puts himself in... Like, I know he'll never say Top it. 10? No, because think, he didn't even... When he was talking about people that could fill a stadium, he didn't even mention himself. Well, I think that... Went it was implied, saying. I get it. He talks it, about fucking filling stadiums every second. Listen, you asked the question. No, I know. So your answer is no? You don't think he... Joe definitely puts himself in the top comedians of all time. I think time. he yes. does, Top too. 10. Yeah. yeah, he's got to be. You think? I mean, in a variety of metrics. Does Joe fill those stadiums if he doesn't have the podcast? No. Probably not. So that's different then, right? Because then you have like these pure comedians like... Uh, did you guys see him I guess a, nobody's really pure anymore, but... Did you see him in a hockey arena? Who doesn't arena? have a podcast? Did you see him in a hockey arena? No, see Joe at a hockey him. arena? Oh, yes, No, we saw him at the Bronson Center. No, no, oh, no you saw him in Toronto at the, at, air, uh, at the ACC. At a basketball arena. And, uh, sorry. And, uh, they play hockey there too. How big... No, they, do they? I thought they played hockey across the street. At the Sky Dome? Oh, you know. I thought there were three things. Nope. How big was just, it? Just the ACC. They play, they play hockey and basketball there. Hockey and basketball. Oh, that's Baseball right. Baseball yeah. across yeah. the street. No, you're right. You're right. How big was the podcast then? Big. Huge. Huge. This was like two years this ago. Is, yeah, this isn't long ago. So I think that answers your question. Or what was it? Like a year before COVID, probably? Yeah, it feels like a long time. Maybe a, maybe a six months two before the podcast. Before COVID. No, we had already been doing the podcast. Oh, no, you didn't see Joe. Really? Yeah, yeah. For oh, sure. interesting. For sure, for sure. I think we had been doing the podcast for a year because okay. like, my wife bought it for me as a, mm-hmm. a gift of some sort. So she must have really thought I liked Joe. 
Well, it's better than my grandmother. She would have bought me you Seth Rogen tickets then. Well, that would have been sweet too, man. <laughs> it seems like everyone who is working is just bookie work and like there's a frenzy for it. Like, I bought, I'm going to see Tom. Boom. I bought tickets. Seth Rogen go. did something that really bothered me and then he changed it, but I was very angry at him for a while. I won't go into it. I'm not going to use my platform to badmouth Seth Rogen, but I will tell you this. I was going to like write something bad about him. Mm-hmm. Like a blog, let's say. Yeah. Not just like, some message on his um but like write something and then as i was putting it together i was like trying to think of a movie i didn't like that seth rogan did and there isn't one that don't exist yeah they don't exist every even the stupid one even the one with the girl there the long shot yeah you know that one yeah yeah still cracks me up when he jizzes on his own face like (laughs) he is a funny fucking guy man and him and What's his name together? I know he gets a bad rap. Um, James Franco. Yeah. Those guys are like off each other. Yeah, they're Genius. great together. Yeah. And what's his name? Danny McBride. Dan, thank you, Matt. Yeah. Danny McBride. Because um, that's like my one of my all-time favorite movies. This is the end. Yeah. What about Your Highness? It's, just, it's still good. Yeah. It's still Such good, Such a cheesy man. piece of shit. It it is it's stupid, but the same way year one is stupid. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. But really, yeah, yeah. But you, Still but you hilarious. See the jokes. You see the yeah, jokes. Yeah, of like course. That, yeah, that one off is good, but then it it goes too long here, and yeah, yeah. They're always funny. Yeah, and his stand up was good. The fifty minutes he had in what Seth Rogen in what oh, yeah. funny people or what? No, was he no. In? There's a there's a YouTube of him when he's starting out. Oh, really? Like he he started and then just blew up as an actor. And the voice is great, of course. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't think watch a 40-year-old version, he was a tour de force of that group. Because I think that's the first time I saw him sort of thing. Who was the tour de force of that group? The, Steve uh, Carell. Yeah, Steve Carell. Um, his friend. Yeah. You know who's great is, I don't know how we're here now, but why not? Um, Paul Rudd. The man Paul who never Rudd's ages? a funny motherfucker. Uncancelable. And I don't know if you guys have ever seen, I feel like we've talked about this before, the Travis, yeah, we've definitely talked about this before. Forget it. Okay. Anyways, Travis Walton, that movie on Travis Walton. Fire, not, uh, there's, it's right now on, Cra- no, no, Fire in the Sky. That's the one. It's the name of it. Yeah. Has a guy in it who looks just like um, Paul Rudd. Interesting. Yeah. And by the way, Kamar, I saw your doppelganger. Were they doing well? There is a guy in Ottawa who, me, as a guy who's known you my whole life, almost, I was about to go up and like... Grab your dick. Something. No way. Come on. With a mask on? What did he have a mask on? No mask. Mm-hmm. No mask. Different good. haircut, but that's him. it. But a haircut you used to have, so it's like really fucks you up. Was he looking good? Looked um, like he just fucked some throat. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> there he goes, man. Um, have you ever met your doppelganger, Matt? Uh, yeah, I have a few. You've been Do told you? about them. <clears throat> There's a kid who used to come into Babylon that looked like exactly like me, and he used to wear like exactly the same type of clothes. His hat, he would wear the same. Like, was his I remember, name Matt? No, I remember when he'd come in, all the bartenders would be like, "Get over <laughs> here!" Like, <laughs> like a big fucking. Everybody took out. Yeah, I was like, no, there was no cameras. It was just like pre. Uh, I guess maybe. No, yeah, it was pre-iPhone, but yeah. It was like, just constantly people like, look at this fucking... Out of all the celebrities in the world, yeah, I want to meet Dove. 
Oh, we got to make that happen. I feel like worlds will collide. You know what? Don't Ooh. make that happen, Matt. That might end the universe. Dude, Simon, he, he played... Uh, one of us might be a time traveler. And that, you know, when you get two people from alternate Does dimensions together. This guy here. I'll show you. You've never seen my doppelganger? Oh, oh yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes, yes. Actually, he was in a movie with Seth Rogen. Yes, 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 yes. I know who he is now. He played like the, the weed dealer and Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. They start doing this sort of thing. There's <laughs> a tiny little part of me, tiny, not huge, but tiny, that believes that my father might have had an affair with a woman from Toronto. There's a big part of me that believes it. A huge part of me that like believes I'm it. afraid to look into that or this he did, guy's that or when your dad but that or your dad was trying to put himself through medical school and went to like multiple sperm banks in the Toronto area. No, no, and I, then his sperm became hot because he became a doctor and they could sell that. You know, they were like, "That's too nice a story, Matt." I feel like it's more like you know, oh, you're going seedier. I, I don't know. I just if he I, had rough times, and I could just see. Meeting him and him being like, yeah, I do, you know, I was adopted, but I heard my dad was like this scientist, you know, and <laughs> come on. Why are you looking at me so weird? I just, you're worried about it, but you're not worried about putting that out on the podcast. Like he's not really worried about it. People don't fuck with cats. You might find out something tomorrow. Simon would be so amped if Dov was his long lost brother. So amped. It would be, it would explain why we look exactly the same. You guys do look fucking identical. It's weird. It's For weird listeners, you need to Google the same. What's his name? Dov D O V Tenenbaum or Townenbaum. But not only some that, real Jewy, like, super Jewy. It would be one thing if we kind of looked the same, but like we're both losing our hair the same way. You guys wear like, hats it's, the same. It's, it's fucking crazy. bananas. You have the same it's facial crazy. hair. It's and judging by the scenes he, the characters he plays in movies, like if you, you know. If they're anything like you, I imagine we're very much alike. Okay, what else you got for? Uh... No, I think you already answered the question. At the end of the day, like, do you think it's a huge problem, corporations and their association? When did you ask that question? And what? <laughs> what? We were just talking about how um, he's misconstrued as black rifle cavalry. Mm. You said, "I don't think this guy cares." Yeah, I don't think he cares. Yeah, and you said you don't care about what a company does for the most part. I said, listen, like we said, we don't. Yeah. We all, use we all have iPhones. Every one of us has an iPhone in our pocket. So do we really, really at the end of the day care about how ethical a company is? The answer is no, we do not. We don't. We do superficial things that we believe make a difference. I'm just saying. But if it's thrown in your face, yes, usually sometimes, you will make the better decision. My point though, Simon, was simply it's not the it's never the first thing that comes to my mind when choosing a product. It might be down the line for sure. I also said if the coffee is absolutely incredible, often it really doesn't matter. iPhones are made by children. Literally. And we're like, well, I mean, what do you want me to do? Kill themselves. Yeah. Anyway, that being said, I rate this one a two. Great guy. I like him. I just didn't need this episode. Wasn't It wasn't the greatest. Decent uh, conversation. Maybe I'll give it two and a half. Middle of the road. I can't give it a two. That's disrespectful. And really, whatever the this thing that country. was written about him, yeah. I would imagine that the support he would get from the other side would make up tenfold for the amount well, he Well, no, because he, he was getting canceled by, by the right. That was the problem. The right was angry at him. Wasn't that it, Kamar? I think no. so. Really? Yes, the right was canceling him, not the left. 
That's why Joe Joe started the show by saying, I can't believe you guys who were supposed to be against this are now canceling people, you fucking idiots. Mm, okay, that was sorry. his whole... Okay, sure. It's yeah. all, it's all types bad. of mixed up. My bad. Oh, so I got to rate it now. Um, yeah, I mean, I did not like this episode. Not really at all. And yeah, country fighting, all of that stuff, I'm with you. But if we're rating it on entertainment, I give this one a one and a half. Kamar? Yeah, I give, I give it a two and a half. Oh, okay. It was. I, I thought it was all right until uh, I got into the um, comedy questionnaire. Mm-hmm. Just got. It just got weird. It just, I think they had exhausted everything they could talk about. Also, in closing, as well, if you're into MMA, Chad Mendez unretired on that Powerful. episode. So. On Joe's episode. Yeah, it was the first thing he did. Yeah. No way. But he's coming out of retirement not to fight again because Dana's the gatekeeper. I'm sure Dana was like, "We're not having you back." <coughs> Excuse me. He's uh, he's fighting bare knuckle, which is kind of unfortunate because eek. Yeah, exactly. That's well, my. So he's not really coming out of retirement. He's still retired from mixed martial arts. What he said was, "I want to fight. I'm coming out of retirement from fighting. I okay. want to." He... And he started off by saying, "I want to box," and I was like, "Okay, he's getting into boxing." And he was like, "I'm gonna go bare knuckle," and I was like, "Oof." I mean, it is boxing. I just I don't like to see that, man. But that's like the bottom of the barrel. You guys are implying it's not bottom of the barrel. I'm sure they make a great payday. It's just like. I just hitting somebody in the face, getting hit in the face with the bear nut. You don't have to do that to yourself. I'll put it to you this way, Kamar. It's, it's a weird thing for me because like, you know, you always make fun of me for playing video games. I don't give a shit. I like playing video games. It's a pastime of mine, but more people do. Sure. Sure. That's not the point. The point is like, as I get older, I still enjoy it. And I'm given the luxury that like, it's something you can enjoy, you know, well into your later years. Now, keep in mind, the games are super competitive. Now these kids are crushing us but I can still play. I can't imagine loving fighting the way these guys love fighting and like having to, you pretty much have to put a hard date on it, right? Like desperate move. I'm not saying it's desperate. I'm just saying like it, it's tough when you see someone want to do something they love so bad that they have to resort to like, I don't consider bare knuckle the bottom of the barrel, but it's just like, I find it to be the most detrimental to your health. Like that, most of those guys leave those fights with at. fucked up faces. It'd be better if he got on to say he was going to start selling houses. No, no. Like even if he said, I'm going into boxing just yeah, because I love exactly. fighting, I'm going to do some amateur boxing or some low level boxing just because I really like it. If you want to watch my fight, it's here that I would have been, or I'm going to one FC. I know it's not the top level, sure. but I want to keep fighting. Sure. I don't want this guy to get his face caved in. Not that he will, but like this bare knuckle shit, you're, Getting paid a lot of money because people want to watch people get really fucked up. Like, it's weird. I'm just saying, Kamar, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing. Like, and I, what I'm saying is deep down, I understand it. That it, he doesn't, he's not like, I'm getting older, I have to stop fighting. He's like, I love fighting. I don't care how old I'm getting. I want to keep doing it. But it's well, just, you, it's you a, the, the, the later you go, the more dangerous it becomes. Like the later I play video games, I guess maybe I risk arthritis of my hands, but like, I'm not really doing, I mean, you know what I mean? Out of all the things you could risk, that it, seems to be. Precisely. Yeah. yeah. But you know what I mean? There's a good example. Let's say tomorrow I got crippling arthritis in both of my hands. Like video games are done. That's it for that end of story. So I, I would understand why at that point I'd be like, fuck, this sucks. I can't do something I enjoy it's not doing. Like, like I have to get a, a surgery to be able to play video games again. What do you mean? Because I got to get this trigger finger off. You could just use your other finger. Yeah, but when I grip the controller, it fucks. Like, I need to get it fixed. It was a joke. I'm not doing it for video games. No, no. Do you know how many... It just brings it up in closing. I saw this week, at least, I went down this rabbit hole. There are so many fucking gamers with 
one hand, no hands. There's a guy who plays with no arms. That's crazy. And they're good. Well, you learn to be... I get it, yeah. ...with what you have. Dude, this one guy plays with his one hand and his chin. It's fucking bananas. I had a friend at when I went to tennis camp one year, and he... That sounds so elitist. Anyways, um, he Check your privilege, had bro. one arm that had cancer in it, and he like he had his arm, but it was like useless, a dead arm, yeah. a dead arm. And he would throw the ball up with one hand, and then switch. That's nuts. And then serve. He was amazing, but he was an amazing tennis player. Like, I mean, again, there's been a lot of uh, not a lot, but there's been a few professional baseball pitchers with one hand, with little, where I, they like they keep the glove under there. And they throw, and then they quickly yeah, put yeah. the glove on. I just know the one guy. There's been multiple dudes like that. I think there's been one or two, maybe not. I mean, again, I'm sure the lower the level you go, like it's yeah. tough to get to the top no, but with in one the majors, fucking hand. Yeah. Even yeah, then, for one guy to it's make crazy. it, crazy. Because then you gotta like, if a line drive is hit at you, you know what it's I nuts. mean? You gotta, it's crazy. They yeah. showed the preview for the Paralympics. Yeah. It looks way crazy to the Olympics. So, I mean, did we just lose power somewhere? Yeah, we did, Matt. They're swimming with no legs. Um, are all your lights still on? Everything's good over here. Yeah, yeah, I'll fix it before the post. That's fine. They're swimming with no legs. They're sm- swimming, missing arms. It looks crazy. I agree. There's man. crazy, like, uh, at, robot wars. At robot wars. And oh. now that I love that I've come to grips with how much I love the Olympics, I might just watch the Paralympics. Did you see the fencing, though? <laughs> Paralympic fencing. Yes. They just have the sword attached to their hand. And they're stuck in chairs that don't move. Oh my god. Forget that. Have you seen goal? Have you seen goal ball? We talked about it. Yeah. I think I've brought it up to you yeah. before. Were they blind? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. It's again, We're you don't want to all about you don't want to laugh at people with disabilities, no. but goal ball, no, you well, can't help it. You've seen murder ball. Of course. Okay, well, Remind Hold me on, to, save it for the post. Yeah, remind me to talk about F1 racing. Remind me right as soon as I press the button to tell you both something that I absolutely cannot say on air. I, okay, I, but I have to piss so bad. Go piss. It's fine. I'll do the closing. No, no, I'll wait. Oh, why? We don't need you. You don't need me? Go ahead, piss. It's He's going to say the last part? I'm going to wait. Go okay, on. fine. Uh, thank you guys so much. If you made it this far, that's incredible. We appreciate the shit out of you. Uh, don't forget, we do have an Instagram and a Twitter. They're both at J-R-E-E podcast if you want to uh, follow us. You can follow Kamar on Instagram. Kamar Babar. There we go. You can uh, follow us on YouTube or subscribe on YouTube if you want to watch the show. It's youtube.com slash J-R-E-E podcast. There's a Reddit if you want to join in the conversation. R slash J-R-E-E podcast. Uh, come join in the chat. Don't respond to any of my Reddit posts, obviously. That would be uh, cool. Um, <laughs> and of what, course... What happened? I asked. I posted on the Reddit. Could any of the UK or Aussie listeners please just confirm that we're actually on the charts on the iTunes because I'm trying to do some fucking due diligence. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Trying to figure out if anyone actually listens to this, which no one does. Um, and no one even answered. So I replied to myself saying, thanks for all the help, guys. Everything and that else, got two likes. Everything else gets answered. Yeah, like, everything else got I'm answered. Yeah. Someone like, asked Kamar about a I'm paint. So hey, Kamar, how should I paint? We got like 10 responses. Nobody like, likes to have to do errands. You know guys, I forgot I mean? to say something. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I'm an uncle. Oh, congrats. Again? Which one? Shannon had another kid? No, my brother. Oh, congrats yeah, to your brother. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's like, big honor. And you're here? I'm so proud of myself. Where's yeah. your brother live? Kingston. Oh, okay. Mike, is that right? No, Sean. Or Sean, rather. Yeah. Yeah. How many yeah. fucking brothers do you have? Not uh, one, one named Mike. <laughs> one. Okay, yeah, I was going to say. I have cousins, but... Uh, well, congrats to Kamara and Mike and his yeah. family. Well, there uh, we yeah, go. Yeah, uncle. And uh, if you want to really, really help Kamara out, support the Patreon. Uh, I wonder if, yeah, if that could be like... Uh, bargaining chip would get a job. Well, actually, my uncle did two kids. 
I really need this. I really need this. Their birthdays are coming up. It's a lot of work. Um, I'm a very hands-on uncle. If you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash J-R-E-E podcast. Uh, You can support the show for as little as $5 a month. For that $5, you will get the post show. It's the show after show where we shoot the shit. You'll also get a backlog of old episodes of This Won't Age Well, where we used to go back, listen to old episodes, and do the same bullshit we do here. That's it. That's another episode. That's another week. Stick around for the post show. Uh, We hope you have a safe and great week and weekend. And as usual, keep your eyes open.